0: Warning: The Outsiders' Edge contains strong opinions, unconventional views, and contrarian stances. Listen, if you dare. Hey yo.
1: uh we are back again with another episode of the outsider's edge and we got the whole click with us today it's not just me and carl but we got our third partner my golden lover's brother we got kyle with us today so gentlemen what's happening how y'all doing
2: doing good man ready to kick it off i think we got a little we got some special stuff today good preview going and a little extra for the uh Real up to speed people that have been really paying attention today, and well, I guess by the time this comes out yesterday, but you get it. So just yeah. kind of ready to rock and roll.
1: And if you're not up to speed, you will, you will be. be. <laughs> yeah, you're about to be. Uh, I had to bring the whole. I had to bring the whole team in, definitely for number one for the predictions. But I am going to lead this off and just just hand it off to my brothers. Um, Dave Meltzer. Uh uh I can't call him young, but a interesting man, uh a wrestling quote-unquote journalist. He is frequently spoken of on this podcast, and not favorably. Well, today the news came out that he said some disparaging words about of all people Peyton Royce. Um I do not have the quote with me but quote with me, but I do remember specifically uh, Brian Alvarez asked about some about uh, asked him about her and he spoke about her appearance and how he does he did say that he doesn't like the gimmick that how it works on SmackDown but he's also said that she was lighter in NXT and she wasn't attractive like she used to be or something like that and was alluding to the boob job. Go ahead.
3: He said neither of them look as good as they did in NXT. The gimmick doesn't come across as well as it does in NXT, yeah, yeah. and that she something about her wasn't clicking for him. And then the quote that was left for us ended on him saying that she was definitely lighter than.
2: I've got I've got the transcript of their conversation. If you, if you guys want me to read it, please, please uh, do. Uh, and it, it's a good portion of it. So it's not just the fifty seconds that we heard. There's there's a little bit there. Okay. And we'll unpack it because there's a few things here that he's getting – people are giving him, like, slack for, and I'm not I'm not having it. But that's okay. So let's just kind of – I'll read it. Um, so it's, it's Meltzer and Alvarez, uh, the two hacks. And so Dave, first of all – hold on. Let me zoom in here. Dave says, the Econics got boringed out. You know, they're another one. I thought that they had a cool act in NXT and on the main roster – And I'm sorry, I thought they had a cool act in NXT, and on the main roster, I don't get a thing out of them. I mean, I don't think their promos are particularly good. Their wrestling isn't good. I think Peyton's transformation to look more attractive, I don't know. I don't want to say. And then Brian says she was more attractive in NXT. And Dave says, I thought so, yes. To me, yes, I would say so. That's neither here nor there. Alvarez says no one's saying she's unattractive, by the way, everybody. And Dave says, I know, no shit. I didn't say it at all. She doesn't stand out to me. When she was in NXT, she did. She was a lot lighter. Uh, And then it goes on to say, uh, Brian, you know, one thing I have noticed about NXT and the main roster, the NXT characters, there's a thing about the main roster of WWE, where they have to brand you, and in branding you, you were, and then Dave says, you become a cartoon. And Brian says, your character is forced to be more one-dimensional because they want to brand something specific about you, and it's better when you're not... Dave says, what? And then Brian says, well, they come out now and do the exact same thing every time. They do their Twinsies promo, and then they get in the ring. They had so much more personality and character when they were on the developmental roster than on the main. Dave says, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. I mean, I watched them, and I hear people going boring, boring when they were doing the promo. And their promos used to be good. And I think the same thing when they start the promo, like get this promo over with. It's such a scripted, nothing-happening promo. Brian says yes it's the same thing every week and Dave says so yeah i didn't particularly like that. So that's the context. Well, at least this is the, this I, I i found this through someone who was trying to defend Meltzer's comments. So that's what, so that that's what they want you to hear the people who are caping for him here that's what they want you to hear. So let's unpack it a little bit because there's one thing specifically that pisses me off. First of all it's it's what he says is ridiculous anyway. It's just, it's just, it's just disgusting it's garbage. Like, I mean, every everything, if you've been paying attention, all the women in the company essentially have come to her defense. Uh, she defended herself. Gr- great. Greatly. Might I add, she's had a couple of the men so far have come out. Uh, Finley, Tyler Breeze, Seth Rollins. A few of them have come out and said things. Her boyfriend, Ty Dillinger. but Ty, yeah, I forgot about Ty. Remember, I don't follow every wrestler. So there may be some others. I don't know. Um, but I've heard the audio, and I don't know if you guys have heard the audio yet or I not. The audio. And th- this is what pisses me off about the audio. Because you can – this transcription is fine. But transcription doesn't give away how someone sounds, and then there is something. There's merit to that, okay? So Dave, when when he talks about – first of all, Brian perpetuates this shit a little bit. Because Dave – I think Dave caught himself. That was – at first, I think he caught himself. But then Brian pushes it, and he says you know, she was more attractive – And he's like, yes, that's neither here nor there. And Brian chimes in with no one saying she's unattractive, by the way, everybody. I mean, he's automatically playing to that. Hey, don't get sensitive about what we're saying here. That's absolutely what he says. And Dave's response is, I know, no shit. And in the way he says that, all I can think in the back of my head, it's just the way it comes out of his mouth. Like you can listen to it and you can tell that he's like, oh, I know I'm going to catch shit for this immediately. But hey, guys. I'm not trying to be insensitive or here come all the sensitive people that are going to get mad about this or whatever the case. And just the fucking arrogance to try and defend the bullshit that just came out of your mouth by saying, I didn't say she was unattractive. No, you didn't say she was unattractive, but you commented on her looks and her value as a performer based on those looks, which is so out of bounds and out of left field, not out of left field, because we see it a lot actually, but this whole idea and I'm I know there's there's more to say on it, but like I wanna just kinda jump to some of the people defending this already. Prior to the apologies, I know Kyle, I know you wanted to talk about the apology, but prior to the apology, you've got people that are trying to turn this on WWE. Well, if WWE didn't perpetuate this idea of only blonde supermodels or whatever are the ones who blah 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 or WWE is the The company that allowed that named a a battle royal after Fabulous Moolah. Blah 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 blah.
1: Or the best one, WWE's forcing all the women to get boob jobs. Right. Stuff like this. So first of all, we—if you want to talk about what
2: WWE does and the things they do, that's fine. That's also another argument. That doesn't defend, and it doesn't, in any way, like make it okay for Dave to say what he said. Period. The end. So you're not gonna I mean, you can miss me with all this. We're gonna defend the, we're gonna defend Dave by shitting on the WWE. Uh-uh. Dave's a grown-ass man. He's what 50, 60 years old? Come on now. Like he can he can deal with the backlash. And the bottom line is he yes, he apologized, but it's just damage control. So I mean maybe maybe it isn't, right? But I think it is, and so I'll stop it there and let Kyle kind of talk about it, Rance. Either one of y'all go ahead.
0: All
3: right. Um I'll hop in here. I'll get to the apology in a second, but I just want to also dwell a little bit on the implication behind the comments, because even bringing up and the tone of voice, I heard the audio as well, even bringing up and the tone of voice talking about how, well, she was definitely lighter in NXT. The implication being that bigger women can't be attractive, that weight is somehow inextricably tied to attractiveness. Like, who fucking died and made you the boss of who isn't and isn't attract isn't isn't attractive? Because I'm gay and I can see that Peyton Royce is knockout gorgeous. So that's some fucked up shit in and of itself. Yep. Um, but let's get on to this apology. Because very quickly in the world of social media, this hit Twitter. So very quickly wrestling Twitter started letting Dave have it, because Dave was being a piece of shit. And so <laughs> He goes into this damage control apology, and he, he starts off, okay, he starts off with a good, solid opening sentence, I'd like to apologize to you. Now, at this point, Dave Meltzer should have hit send. <laughs> at that point, he should have stopped tweeting. Instead, he felt the need to continue with, you are an exceedingly attractive woman. I do realize the lengths and pressures on women in the entertainment world to maintain unnatural looks at times, and I'm glad you pointed this out. Don't justify your apology by mansplaining beauty standards. (laughs) Just apologize and shut the fuck up.
2: We didn't stop there, though. Uh,
3: No, because he felt the need to continue talking about oh, again, I want to apologize and is now just like profusely parading himself to the Twitter world to try to save his reputation. And that's great, but you never got the point. The point is not about whether or not Peyton Royce is an exceedingly attractive person. That's not the point. The point is about this idea that weight and beauty somehow are correlated. And at no point have we gotten to that at no point. Have we gotten to you just fat shamed Peyton Royce? Who's not even a large person.
2: Yeah, but there's also, I just want to point out that I want to read the second apology. Cause you read the first one, just in case anybody hasn't heard the second one again to everyone. I do want to apologize and I'm glad Peyton Royce sent her tweet because there was a valuable point there that we can all learn from. No motherfucker, no, 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 no. You're not passing the bug to me. Uh, uh-uh. you can learn, and that's the funny, the best part about that is that the very first response, well, it was, it's not there now, but the very first response outside of that was, no, no, you can learn. Like I'm not saying that they're it's uh, that not all lives matter this shit. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's very <laughs> that's that's perfect. Like there's very very um, it's a very um, what's the what's the word I'm looking for here? It's just very hilarious to me that you want to pass the buck on to other people when, yeah, there are some people on Twitter who, who absolutely came to his defense today and, you know, could probably learn from what Peyton said. But you are not going to apologize and try and put that on we as a whole because there is a very large vocal group that was not having this shit, period. I'd like to get Ransom's uh, thoughts, Yeah. Oh, absolutely.
3: Dave's always talking about how they objectify the female talent in the wwe meanwhile he's here rectifying the non-blonde female
2: talent right right
1: what do you think grants so you guys have broken it down pretty i mean as perfectly as i can imagine but i want to speak to something that's i think just as important people the people who are not on our side of this issue or the people who don't have a stance on this issue seem to be confused as to why this is a problem in general, um, and I, I want to explain why it's a problem in general and why it's a problem with Dave in, in, in specific. Carl, you and I both have two daughters, right? Yeah. Kyle, you're a teacher. Yep. So you effectively raise dozens of girls, and that's dozens of girls who have body image issues. Yes. Also. yeah Yeah. This High, is not, school. This is High school. It's not an exaggeration. Yeah. So I, I understand that we live in an extremely PC world where it seems like everything people have a problem with all of a sudden. I get that. And there is some sure. validity to that point. But when you use a woman's looks as merit for if she's good at her job, then you're 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 falling into dangerous territory because one – you're telling her that either you're pretty or you're bad because when you were you were prettier when you you were good when you were prettier you were good not because you were good then because you were prettier in my opinion number 1 and number 2 you're perpetuating to all the young girls out there like my daughter turns 10 tomorrow and we're going through the body changes we're we're going through all that right now That tells her who's becoming a wrestling fan. Well, something wrong with me if I don't if I don't look like this person. So that's the problem. with
3: That question on behalf of the Outsiders Edge podcast is no, nothing's wrong with you. Those people are dicks.
1: You are beautiful how you are, no matter what you look like, no matter what your size is. The most important thing about beauty is that you believe in yourself. That's that's you are beautiful the way you are. Let's talk about Dave though. We we get on Dave a lot here. Uh, me specifically on the podcast, Carl specifically on Twitter, but we get on Dave because Dave doesn't understand, and his fans don't either. The platform he has and the reach he has, Dave has convinced his listeners and. For the, honestly, the wrestling populace at to in general to an extent that he, what he says is more true than what TV says. This is the richest man has. Carl says something extremely poignant that never crossed my mind today on Twitter. The Wrestling Observer costs more per month than the network does. Yes, it does. That's crazy. And uh, I didn't notice that until
2: today. And that's yeah. why I was just
1: like, this is insane. Like It's insane for, for for a guy to mm-hmm. literally just pick and choose and guess what's gonna happen and when it's wrong, say plans changed. Like, I don't doubt I know he has contact. I don't I don't doubt that he is a journalist in some form of the word. I don't doubt that he is good at his job in some layer of it. But in a in the professional wrestling world Where all the decisions in the company that you are covering the most prevalently is made by one person. You you don't, the voice you have is way bigger than it needs to be, and you're not even responsible with it in general. So when things happen and people are looking at you, Hiromo Takahashi gets hurt, people are looking at you because you're out here throwing out star ratings like Oprah throwing out cars, like, you know. People, you have to understand that you didn't make Romo get hurt, but your opinion is causing fans to want more from their from their wrestlers.
3: And right. The bottom line is you've got to use your platform wisely.
1: Yes, no matter and, what
3: your platform is, whether this is wrestling or anything else. Like Dave's got a platform bigger, he's got a platform bigger than ours. Our he's listeners, got the biggest in the, in the we love them, yeah. but he's got a platform way bigger than ours, and what he says matters because of that. And you can't throw out careless shit.
1: Well, no, you... see, Kyle, it wasn't careless because, as 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 Carl said very poignantly, he called himself and said, "No shit," he knew what he was saying and kept going. It wasn't careless. It was very they very clearly meant to talk about that. Then this isn't the first time that they've torn down women based on their looks. So, well, here is happened. another thing. Go yeah, ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I, I just I want to point out. Um...
2: A couple of things about, about Dave, first of all. I don't, like you said before, he may have some contacts and he may be very good at his job. And you have to be good at something in some fashion to have the success he's had, okay? that th- This isn't, that's not really necessarily up for debate. He's he's had success and good for him in that regard, which, you know, him having that success is directly correlates with him having this platform, right? But the thing is, I will give Dave credit for for, for this much. I think he's a, a fantastic historian. If you want to know something about wrestling that you've never that you've never heard, and that and when I first started following him on Twitter, I followed him because he says like so his history is very very good. And if you there's things you don't know about wrestling, you can learn them through Dave. I will give him that. So before anybody wants to shit on me when they hear this and say, oh Carl, you're just a hater, this that and the other, I don't have no, all bad things to say. It's just when it comes to the import, really important stuff, like the, the current things, Dave is trash. And here's the thing: I had someone today. I won't name names, but tell me that apparently, and you guys can tell me if I if this is true. I don't actually know this. It's not going to stop how I feel about the situation. Apparently, Dave has some kind of mental disorder that I'm unaware of.
1: No, I don't believe that. Do you think that's true? I, I don't. I. I, I I don't know any
3: kind of background about it. I saw the tweet that you're talking about claiming that he's got autism or he's somewhere on the
2: autism spectrum. If anybody can can confirm that for me, you know, I mean, not you guys, but anybody, just let me know. If you're listening to this, I'd like to know. But if that's the case, they're doing – I mean, with him and Alvarez, is this live audio? Because if it is, then he probably shouldn't be doing live audio. Because at the, and if it isn't, then at the very least, who is producing this shit to not say, okay, we got to cut this out? Like he's. I, dead, mean,
3: is. I was gonna say, if this is for his network and his observer, then he's the Vince in this so situation. He,
2: so he doesn't have anybody else coming over him and being like,
1: and, "Hey, man," and 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 I, more I, important, I And more important, yeah. Autism is a social disease. It's a, I'm sorry, not disease. A social. Um, I, forgive me for not knowing the exact word. Ain't got nothing to do with your brain working wrong or right. Like, right, you can think very clearly, autistically. They do,
2: but they do say things out of pocket. That's kind of like one of the you know the things about it. On
3: the spectrum part of that is not understanding social conventions. So right. Like, if you've ever seen, I'll I'll give an example of Big Bang Theory. If you've ever seen that show,
0: show It right. was I, on I'm the autism
3: spectrum yeah. somewhere. Yeah, sure. Yeah. The way that he communicates and doesn't understand social conventions, social norms, doesn't get why he's not funny, um, those are all classic signs of being on the spectrum. I just don't know for sure whether Dave is or isn't, but even if he is, that still does not excuse poor behavior, nor does it excuse, the big thing is, the half-assed apology.
2: Right, yeah.
3: Like, it's one thing if you fuck up, it's another thing if you fuck up and then are so arrogant and so caught up in your own entitlement that you can't lose face. You have to explain yourself.
2: Yeah. No, it's not good enough to just apologize. And that's the thing. I, I even put this out there today. I said, I've said, listen, I'm not trying to like build myself as some hero, by the way. like I'm not white knighting for anybody. I, I say shit that I shouldn't say all the time. Okay. And I'm a human being and i I have to learn from those things. Sometimes I'm not beyond someone calling me out. If you need to call me out, I'm not beyond reproach. If you got to call me out, do it. You know, I'll have, I'll apologize. And I would like, at the same time, I want to learn. So if we need to have a discussion, I might not understand it might be a situation where it's like, okay, you're mad at me for this thing. I said, maybe I don't hundred percent understand, you know, I'll apologize to you first and be like, can you help me understand? You know what I mean? That way we can get somewhere. But in in Dave's scenario, and I'm not I'm not, it felt very disingenuous. Okay, and maybe for him it wasn't. I don't know, but I will say this. I in a lot of ways, I don't know that he apologizes if that entire locker room yeah comes mm-hmm. after him in the way that he does in the okay. way that they do. You know what I'm saying? And it felt like damage control with how half ass it was, and I understand some people are upset about the fact that. We're mad. We're still mad and we're still yelling at him because of the apology. Well, listen. Okay. Lots of people apologize and we don't forgive them for shit. Okay. We, it's not, I don't have to forgive you for a damn thing. It doesn't matter if you apologize or not. Okay. You apologize. Great. I'll acknowledge your apology. That doesn't mean I'm not going to throw you into the sun if I feel like I need to. Right. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm I guess I'm an asshole like that. I don't no,
1: know. No, you're yeah. right. But let's, k- k- can I also use can I also use a sports analogy to kind of help this anal- help this analogy thing? Sure. Uh, this uh with this apology thing, the the thing about apologies are that they have to feel genuine, right? And people want to feel like not only do you mean that you're sorry, but you get why you should be. If I can use a sports analogy, it's the same reason we didn't we we didn't uh we we didn't uh, accept. Roger Clemens, or Rafael Palmero, but we did Andy Pettit. Andy Pettit came out the second it happened and said, look, I was trying to come back from an injury. I took it. I'm really sorry. I needed to get back. I understand it's bad. I'll never do it again. He never did it again. We never ever... He'll be in the Hall of Fame. We forgave him. But when you come out there and like Rafael Palmeiro and, and Roger Clemens, I did not take steroids, period. And then you get popped like six months later that so and i know that's a an analogy way off base but the point is days of apology we would have accepted his apology much better we'd still be upset what he did but at least it would it wouldn't be stuck in our craw like it is now had he genuinely said you know what i've had time to think about this i was off base i the way women look should not be a basis for anything involved in wrestling, other than what they want it to be. I am genuinely sorry, and I will try my best to never make this mistake again. Okay, I can accept that. That's nobody did,
2: right? No, and that's was, the issue.
1: I'm sorry,
3: but Peyton, you're still hot.
2: Yeah, yeah. He kind of doubled down on the idea of attractiveness, and it's just it honestly made it more gross in a lot of ways. You know what I'm saying?
1: Well, it did. Yeah, it, it, it's a it, creepy old man, so like can, that's it, and can we talk yeah, about true. how can we talk about how the perception of Dave and the and the wrestling populace really came out today? Because not only did every single one of the WWE wrestlers come out and flame the hell out of him, but they all ha- seemed to have terrible opinions of him already. So and funny, Nick Young raked him over the I'm yes, floor. she did.
0: It.
3: Yes, so she Nick Young, who never says bad shit about never. anybody or yeah. anything called him a a walking piece of
1: garbage. Yeah. So for a guy whose whole life and job and and reputation is built around getting insider knowledge, if everybody hates you, where are you getting this information from?
2: Yeah. Uh, Seth Rollins said today, minus six stars, Dave.
1: And that was the best one of all
3: of them. (laughs) Well, no, no, no. In fairness, the best one goes to our friend Ricky over at the Ricky and Clive show, who told us to pass on... This message from Ricky and Clive to Uncle Dave. Fook Dave Meltzer. <laughs>
2: that's true. Yeah, that's pretty solid. Thank Shout you, out to you, you, Ricky. Yeah. Uh,
1: so we didn't move on to some bigger and better and more important things because we gave – we don't we – don't, in society, we don't need to give energy to people like that. Who don't are, feed
3: the trolls, y'all. Don't yeah. feed
1: the trolls. So uh, it's a big weekend wrestling, WWE in particular. This weekend is uh, NXT TakeOver for Brooklyn, for, uh, which is, you know, home for, for them. And it's also uh, SummerSlam. 13 matches on Sunday 5, maybe 6 on Saturday. Yeah. So, uh, this the reason I brought the team together. We got to run through this stuff, so we got some predictions to give. We're going to start with NXT TakeOver, and like we always do, I have to explain... Me and Kyle <laughs> will have to explain things to Kyle, to Carl. Not everything,
2: um, just, just not the main match. The other four, yeah, pretty much.
1: Okay. Um, so we're gonna start off. I I like to start off with uh, non title matches first. We have the Velveteen Dream versus EC three to kind of give you a quick synopsis of it. Uh, Dream and EC three tag together against Ricochet and Aleister Black at um in London at the NXT UK special. Dream walked out on EC3. EC3 has been trying to get back at him the whole time, and Dream has been doing his dream-like dreamness on him. And it's been this one big velveteen, exploitation thing. And yeah, it's been very interesting, but uh, they're two extremely charismatic people. I'm looking forward to seeing what they have to bring forth to the table. So I'm going to go to Kyle first, since he actually watches NXT. What are you thinking? Who do you have? Well, I think
3: EC3 is going to win, but I think Dream needs the win more. And the only reason I say that is because Dream's got the character, but outside of Cassius Ono, Dream usually doesn't win these big matches. And it didn't matter so much in the Aleister Black story, because in that story, it wasn't about winning the match. It was about, can I make Alistair Black say my name? Mm-hmm. And at the end of the match, he made Aleister Black say his name.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So that was kind of a win for him. But aside from that, Dream's track record in these big matches is not good, and I think he needs the win more. But EC3 is going to get the win, because they're going to need a face to challenge the NXT champion.
2: Ooh, interesting. Yeah, and
3: um, where my predictions are heading later.
2: Oh yeah. Um, I um, uh, as far as Velveteen's concern, concerned, I think you make a good, pretty good point because, like like you said before, and like Rance has had to, me and Rance talked about prior when we talked about the Dream and the Black feud before. Um, Dream didn't really need to win, and in the same scenario with Ricochet, we spoke about the same kind of thing. Uh, Dream he didn't miss spotlight. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't really. But at this point. Ac three, I, I mean, he's a face, but he's kind of a douchebag, still. He's so
3: better. It, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll show you that.
2: So, in in a lot of ways, like, I don't know that the dream has to have a win, because he's just one of those guys in a lot of ways where it's just like, as much as he loses, he uh, he loses with such flair and such style, where it's like, uh. However. I don't know what their plans are with Dream, right? Because, I mean, I've said this before. I said this when he fought Ricochet too. I don't really know what they're trying to do necessarily with with the Dream as a whole. Like, if there's there's a future for him on the roster – I mean, he's 23 years old, right? He could be on the NXT roster for two, three more years. He could be on the NXT roster for two, three, four more weeks. I don't know. But if you're going to – once again, I don't necessarily think he's headed up to the main roster – Yet, so in a lot of ways, I feel like maybe, yeah, let's just, I mean, I don't think you should just give someone a win to give him a win. But Dream has come so close in a lot of these matches where he's made it, look, he's made him, even though he's a heel, like, he, dude is over. And he's just made him, he's so, I feel like maybe I'm just saying he should win at this point because I like him so much. And that—and that, to me, that's what we're starting to get to, like, a, well, I'm just a fan of the guy, he should win. But really, his story, doesn't. he doesn't really need a win, in my opinion. Reason,
3: yeah. well, the reason I had said that I think he needs a win is because of that, what you risk if you continue to have someone lose like this when they're that like cocky, trash-talk heel is right. you eventually risk them losing all credibility. Credibility, sure. And it becoming a, well, why should I care because I know Dream's just going to lose. He's going to entertain me a little bit, but he's just going to lose. Okay.
1: Well, the only counter to that is if the performer cares about winning,
0: that's true. From, from, that's from, from,
1: from a character that's standpoint, fair. and I and I, I I realize where this performer is now, what's happened to him. But I will cite you, Bray Wyatt. The majority of Bray Wyatt's career, from a, from a kayfabe standpoint, he never cared about winning. He that's kind of, of Braun Strowman in a lot
2: of ways right now. Braun Strowman's a good example of that, in my opinion. Right now, he didn't care about winning. He has literally lost matches intentionally to go chase Kevin Owens around.
1: Okay, that's fair. That's I mean, you know very, what I'm saying. In this moment, yeah, but Bray did that for the better part of three years.
2: That's true. Yeah, I was thinking like more currently because Bray's it's kind of
1: right, where right, at, like he's yeah. said where he's at now. So yeah, but 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 I but I, I think Bray fits this mode more because than than Braun does because the entire point of Bray was he was this charismatic, to, sorry Jeff Hardy, this charismatic enigma who lit up a room anytime he walked in and had everybody's attention. And all he wanted with the attention was to keep it on him. Didn't care if he won or lost.
3: I think Kane is a better comparison there for most of his career because for most of his career with the mask, it was just about mostly pissing off the Undertaker. But he, right. it, it was never about the wins and the losses. It was just sure. about sure. But Kane was
1: never charismatic. Kane was a robot for the first three three years. Right. Everything dreamed. Every did you see the the when he when he interrupted uh, EC three when he was wrestling Conan Reeves. And he walked out and talked while he was in the ring, in the ring, and he t- talked to him. And then he walked out and he stopped. He was like, "Oh yeah, I forgot." He stopped his fingers so that his his trunk could go back to NXT. Like this little thing, everything he does is so charismatic. So I understand, yeah, you want to do it to win eventually, but I, I I don't I don't know where they're going with him. I don't know what the goal is, but I don't think he needs to win. Is you know needs to win is. It denotes that if he doesn't win there's a problem with the character coming up and dream has so much leeway. he's floating on air right now, literally right well, he's got a lot, a lot of time if you
3: keep him in NXt because I mean everybody's over in NXt. This That's true point.
2: And the other thing like I I, mean, I would just say this about 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 dream here is like you said before I'm not really a wins and losses guy anyway. So when I sit here and say I feel like he needs a win, it's literally coming from just a fan perspective. It's not coming from any other perspective. It's not coming from me being like, yeah, it's just I like him a lot. That would be cool to see him win one. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of more than more than anything else. But I am with Kyle. I think EC3 is going to win. So
1: okay, well, I it's all three of us.
3: Formula for success points to Ethan Carter the <laughs> third.
1: Yeah. So EC3 with all three of us. Um... And speaking of needs a win, EC three needs to win because EC three has done literally nothing. That's fair. To come to NXT. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, so next, I am next. We'll talk about what I think might be the actually the match of the night, uh, the tag team championship match between Mustache Mountain and the Undisputed Era. Slowly, surely, and sneakily, these two teams have had well. They had a five-star match in Full cell according to the guy we talked about earlier. Um, the match at Royal Albert Hall was one of the best tag team matches I've ever seen. These two teams have tremendous chemistry, and on this stage, with this crowd, at this show, they're going to pull out all the stops. And Kyle O'Reilly, I thought, had impeccable chemistry with Bobby Fish, but the chemistry he's grown to have with Roddy Strong has been amazing to see. So, uh, gentlemen, who you got, Mustache Mountain or you got Undisputed Era? Go ahead, Kyle. Uh, This one was hard for me to pick between
3: because, like, I love Roddy Strong and I love Tyler Bate, and it's really (laughs) hard for me to have to choose between the two. Um, But I'm going to go with Undisputed Era because, I mean – Kyle O'Reilly and Roddy Strong, you said it yourself, Rance. They've got really great chemistry, and um, I'm gonna pick them just because Kyle O'Reilly is the master of facial expressions. Absolutely. <laughs> no one does facial reactions like Kyle O'Reilly, and yeah. Bobby Fish is gonna show that he's like closer to back to full strength by uh, Shanae getting this match.
2: Ooh. Okay. Yeah, could be. I, I agree. Undisputed is they're hot right now, man. They're so hot right now. Like, they can do no wrong. Um, and, yeah, I, I really don't have a whole lot to add, as, as one of our former hosts might say, because it's, it's just going to be one of those barn burner kind of matches. You know what I mean? Just like they put on at Full Sail uh, and and all that jazz. And I would just, if you're a wrestling fan, just be excited for a great match because I just I don't really, like, it is what it is, but yeah, I'll, I'll take Undisputed air on this one. Unless the only way I can see Mustache Mountain winning is if they're still kind of trying to really show us this NXT UK, like, oh, look how great they are. You know, but see,
3: that's part of the reason I think they're going to lose is because I think that if NXT UK is getting their own tag titles, Mustache sure. Mountain is going to be the gatekeepers of that tag division. That's fair, yeah. That's took, fair. It took
1: it out of my mouth. Took it out of my mouth. We're going to see Mustache Mountain versus the Coffees for the next six months. And NXT UK, you took it right out of my mouth. Uh, All the UK guys were just kind of visiting NXT until they got their own show. And, of course, we know that Bate, Seven, and Mark Andrews to a smaller extent, but Pete Dunne to the big extent, are over. We know this. We've understood this. We've accepted this. So, you know, they had big moments in NXT. They had big matches. But the plan was never for them to be a full-time NXT talent. They always were planned to have their own entity and build that. Uh, So that's one reason. But the second reason is the War Raiders are ready. The War Raiders are sitting there saying, they already told them, whoever wins, y'all up. We got y'all.
3: Those are going to be some great matches too.
1: Yes. I I remember
3: War Machine versus Red Dragon. So like... Replace Fish with uh, Strong and throw that back. I am here for it all day.
1: Yes, and Roddy doesn't wrestle that much differently than Bobby Fish does. It's a few less strikes, a few more backbreakers, but still the same general idea. Honestly,
3: Well, honestly, man, finding this chemistry could be the best thing that happened for Roddy Strong's career because Bobby Fish is older. One thing people forget, Bobby Fish is, I think he's going to be 42 this year. Mm-hmm. he's over 40. So, like, Bobby Fish has been doing this a long time. Roddy Strong and Kyle O'Reilly are both only in their early 30s. So they could be a tag team with staying power, whereas Bobby Fish is kind of winding down his career.
2: Sure.
1: Okay. Um, so reiterate, all of us, Undisputed error. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, so now I say we, now, uh, we're going to speak about the NXT Women's Championship match. Kyrie Sane, uh, who actually has gotten a little more attitude, a little bit more edge in her attitude lately, uh, is facing uh, Shayna Baszler, the NXT Women's Champion, in a May Young Classic rematch. Because if you remember, the very first Mae Young Classic finale was Kyrie Sane versus Shayna. And that match ended because Kyrie essentially hurt, hurt Shayna's rib, used the insane elbow, and finally got the win. Uh, since then, Shayna's beat her. She's got to win back to that, and the other. But there is a real viciousness between these two. As with any Shayna Baszler feud, Shayna is essentially the best form of a bully in WWE that they have. And she's bigger, she's stronger, she's tougher, and she has more credentials than everybody in that division right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but Kyrie is small but scrappy. And she, she'll she fight you till she's dead. So, uh, gentlemen, Kyrie Sane, Shayna Baszler, who you got? Carly.
2: Okay. On Me? Okay, that's <laughs> fine. Um, so this is, this is kind of... I have a hunch about this one, and I'm probably gonna be wrong. I always am, so it's fine. But I like I like to I'm gonna mix it up because I feel like I'm gonna be different than you guys on this one. I think Kyrie Sane's gonna win the title, and I and I say that for this reason and this reason only. As badass as Shayna is, you want my honest to god opinion. And as far as they could go with this this badassery and like who's gonna take her down thing like they kind of did in a lot of ways with Asuka, even though nobody ever took her down, um, even though she wasn't a bully. But, you know, it's just kind of that whole, like, how are we going to beat her, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I think a couple of things. With the, with the May Young Classic coming up, you know for a fact we're going to get some new women side of the roster, plus some that are already there. So the replenishing of the women's division in NXT is perfectly fine. We have no worries there. And here's the other thing. And you guys can disagree with me on this if you want to. Shayna's main roster ready, in my opinion, right now. She could go up there immediately, and she could honestly, she could go up there and help Alexa Bliss retain the title against Ronda Rousey. For all I know, on Sunday, she is ready. So I think she's going to drop the title, and I think she's coming to. I think she's coming to the main roster. Do my honest Ooh. opinion. Ooh. That's that's what I think is going to happen. Could be obviously I've said this about a lot of people before, thinking they're coming. You know, so I'm, you know, this is pure conjecture, speculation, whatever. But I I do. That's what I think is going to happen. Kairi Sane, Baszler to the main. That's what I think.
3: I have nothing to add to that because that's exactly (laughs) what I was going to say. Kairi Sane with the insane elbow. And then Shayna Baszler is going to be Ronda's first big feud after Alexa.
1: So, I disagree. Good. It is um, good because this is
2: takeover. We're usually always on the same page. Yeah. So.
1: <laughs> um, I feel like Shayna's arc has to end at at Candice Lerae. Um, I feel like that's just where it has to go. And I I mean no disrespect to Kyrie when I say this, but Kyrie isn't a star to me on the level of what either Bianca could, Bianca Belair could be or what Candace already is. So passing the title to Kyrie from off of this amazing uh dominant run Shayna's had. Uh I mean, look at the way she dominated Ember, you know, for two straight matches. And Ember is the one who took Oscar to the limit. And when Oscar was at the absolute best.
2: She effectively beat Oscar. Yes. Ember
1: did. Yeah. So I feel like this is this is a match, this is this is kind of a grudge match but it's leading to the match with Candace and and honestly, if you've been watching NXT, like Shayna's been beef with Kyrie, but Candace, like knows, hey, I see you. We still got beef. Um, So I think that's where this ends. So with that being said, Shayna wins Saturday. And I don't see Shayna being involved with Ronda yet. It's too soon, in my opinion, because they're going to want to let Ronda run with her shine with the title.
2: Let me ask you this real quick before yeah. we move on. Going to what me and Kyle said. All all of that being said, all of our opinions. Do you do you agree with the assumption that she's ready though? She could be a main roster star
1: like now. I'd argue she never needed to go to NXT.
2: Okay, fair enough. Yeah. I just wanted to, I just wanted to see if we we're at least
1: on the same page there.
3: Four event of MMA, like she was the most ready because she was the one that took wrestling seriously the first.
2: Yeah, sure. Yeah, she, she wrestled
3: at Shimmer. She wrestled. she yeah. She went out and did that shit. I got a hot take, though. I got a hot take. Kari Sane will have a more successful main roster
2: career than Asuka.
1: That's a hell of a hot take. My God.
2: (sighs) We have to be working under the assumption that Asuka is having a successful run currently on the main roster. That's
3: what I'm saying. Asuka Asuka is great. Start it out hot. But the booking isn't very good for Asuka. And her English is still real, real rough. Kari speaks better English, and that gimmick will translate easier, because she's the quirky pirate girl.
1: Kids will love that. <laughs> well, kid. Kids will eat that up. That that's funny you mentioned that because me and Carl had a, a nice little argument on here a couple of episodes ago about does Oscar have a, a character? No, she doesn't. She's just Oscar. No, Oscar has a character but no persona.
3: Like, she has, a, be, she, that, has identity, she has an identity as a character, but she has no persona behind that character. There's no depth of personality there. A fleshed-out character, you know, Carmella's not great in the ring, but she's a fully fleshed-out character. Completely fleshed-out, down to the way she handles her Twitter trolls. Like, that is a fully <laughs> layered character. She knows she's not good in the ring, so she has a chip on her shoulder, but she's a badass bitch and she will get on your fucking nerves. <laughs> that is a character with a personality behind it. Asuka's just real fucking good in the ring and she'll go batshit Japanese on you. Like, when I, when I say batshit Japanese, I mean she'll just get real angry and start oh, shouting yeah, yeah. Japanese. Yeah, yeah. Um. But, like, that's really the extent of it.
1: Told you, told you, Carl. He said she had a character. It just came out of his mouth.
3: She has he, no depth behind her character. You know that she That's
1: fair. No, 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 no. What Asuka needs is a mouthpiece. Asuka needs someone to talk for. You know what I'm... Whatever. You know what I'm saying. Ladies and gentlemen. Agreeing he's agreeing with me. Oh. oh okay. All right, okay. fine.
3: I'm not gonna
2: tell
1: you which one I'm agreeing with. I'm gonna let the
2: audience decide. <laughs> <stop. Yeah>. Leave <laughs> our damn egos out of this. Don't let us have it we don't need any more of that.
1: Um yeah, so we need to move to Ricochet and Adam Cole. Uh North American uh championship match. Um probably the two biggest rising stars I would argue in the in 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 the NXT company. Um Adam Cole is a superstar. Adam Cole is probably the one guy on that roster right now that is built and bred to be a star in the main, in the main roster. Hashtag bay, bay Hashtag he got black parents. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Any man with the last name Jenkins is black. I'm telling you. Uh, <laughs> uh, and Ricochet is a walking gif. Gif. How would the hell you say the word? Um. I am excited for this match because... Both of them are big game match, big match guys. Like the bigger the match, the more they come prepared. Um, background on their story is Ricochet has been calling out Adam Cole. Adam Cole got sick of it, get the hell out of him. It's your standard, you know, challenger champion story. Uh, who do you guys have? Adam Cole, Bay Bay, or the one and only?
3: Depends on whether there's interference or not. If there's interference, Adam Cole retains somehow using typical Adam Cole chicken shit heel tactics. If there's no interference and they just do a straight up match match, Ricochet wins.
1: Well, it's the undisputed era, so you can almost you can almost guarantee there's gonna be some shenanigans.
2: And this is this is also the Outsiders Edge, so you have to make a prediction.
1: <laughs>
2: uh, no, trust me, I'm I've been struggling too with this, um, this. All right,
3: most... I'll, I'll go with. I'll go with Adam Cole and Ricochet can do something else. I don't know what. <laughs> is. Uh, mean, that's funny. It's tough. Yeah, it's it's tough. I um because Ricochet's another character I don't really know what they're where they're going with him. Like right. he is a star. I I can't right. deny that. I've known that, but like I don't know what their plan is for him. I don't know if they see him as like <clears throat> main champion star or if they like mid card title star or what what where they go
2: right so here's nxc suffers from one it's not a problem but it's 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 just it is what it is they suffer from one thing they got too much talent they got so many guys that you could say they don't necessarily it's kind of like what the main roster is in wwe in a lot of ways there's just not you can't do something with everyone we have takeovers once every what three, four months ish. Five a year. Five a year. Okay, so five takeovers a year, right? So that's once on every two months, not even two months, right? But think of it like this Ricochet, Adam Cole, you can start going down a list of guys, Champa, Gargano, fuck E C three dream.
3: You can go to people you don't ever see on TV. They got Di- they've had Dijak for a couple years now and he's used as occasional enhancement talent. Yeah, and like and got TMDK. I mean, they've got TMDK and they're used as like the stepping stone tag team.
2: Right. So here's and here's the other thing. We're recording this on Wednesday night. So I haven't been watching NXT. I didn't watch NXT tonight, so I don't know how NXT ended. Did it end with an did, was or not ended, but I don't know how it ended in terms of this feud. Was there Last week, Ricochet was left land. Yeah. This week, I don't know. Can someone tell me? Because that's how I'm going to predict my match. I haven't like, seen it yet. Okay. I
3: haven't seen it yet? If I were to judge, if it's anything, probably just a video. I package. think they probably showed that video that Cole posted to social media.
2: All right, <laughs> so here's what I'm just gonna I'm gonna pick Ricochet because Adam Cole, he's the North American champ. Cool. He doesn't need that title, he, and, and Ricochet doesn't necessarily need it either. But Ricochet seems like they're they're kind of pushed. He's kind of got that underdogish thing, and he's I don't know something about him, right? And here's the other thing. i yeah. I'm just going to I'm just going strictly on the fact that undisputed era laid him land last week. So we'll just go the guy who we will go. He's got to get his heat back. All right, how about that? Like he got left laying last week, and so now he's going to get his redemption and I'm at the pay per view. That's the <laughs> only basis I
1: have. All, All right. right, let's break the tie. Ricochet. I'm gonna tell you why. Simple, it's simple, very simple. They gotta have somebody. They gotta have some good happen at the the night. Cause what's about to happen in this next match? <laughs> but okay. also, but say. also, but right. But also, the North American title is supposed to be essentially the IC title. It's a workhorse title, and I mean in NXT, the workhorse is, holds the main title too. But I can see Ricochet doing something similar. I mean, of course, he's not gonna have an open challenge. But going, to them sending him to more places and really doing what the initial vision was with that title. Cole couldn't do it because Cole's whole thing is, well, i fight what I want to. Ricochet fights anybody, everybody, anywhere, whatever. So, uh, you know, I you, I think that, that's kind of where they want to go with the belt. Give Ricochet his spotlight till he gets moved up to 205 Live. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> uh, my bad. <laughs> didn't mean to say that out loud oh um, God. yeah yeah I, I, I see ricochet and in fact and you 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 want you want an actual prediction Bobby fish caused it cost uh cold to win oh he turns on them for replacing him no I think they turn on him oh I think they I think they kick him out eventually I've always said it had to end that way because I understand he's hurt but number one stables when somebody gets hurt and gets replaced, that guy come back don't ever stay. Number two, you literally just replaced the guy, right?
3: After yep, they just released a brand new shirt with all four of their names on it. So like, if they're gonna kick him out now, like well, they also made an day. AJ
2: Styles Christian shirt for two
3: weeks. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You're right. You're right. I talked myself out of it.
2: WWE would love to take your money and then be like, ah, this isn't. This is no obsolete, if you will. Um.
1: So the main event, and we're probably gonna to start burning through a lot of these matches a little faster. Um, well, SummerSlam, so yeah. yeah, a
2: lot of rematches. What do you do? The the
1: the greatest the greatest sports entertainer in in sports entertainment history, the NXT champion Tommaso Ciampa, versus that guy from Cleveland, no yeah. John Gargano. Accurate. Um, I am bummed that Alistair got hurt because. It gave the feud a chance to breathe and still be hot. And it also allowed the arc that they're doing with Johnny Gargano is going to be it's 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 potentially tremendous because Tommaso Ciampa got Gargano so shook Gargano got booed at full sale (laughs) like Gargano owns full sale like only Sami Zayn before him. You know what I mean?
2: More so. Probably. Probably.
1: Well, I don't know, because when Sammy was hot, like that crowd was full on zane- zaniacs.
2: But yeah, if,
1: if it's not close, it, it might be above, but it's damn near neck and neck. Which is and which is the ultimate goal that Ciampa had. But, with them falling back and making the last man standing match, I, there's still some intrigue, and I think they're leaving the ambiguity open to revisit this at Brooklyn Five, many weekend. But, as it is, we still have this match here. Last man standing, Champa Gargano. Well, technically it's four, but let's it, let's go on the NFC side. Champa Gargano three. Gargano got to win. Champa got to win. Who wins Saturday? Mister Morris.
3: Man, like you know.
1: Can I tell you
3: that I really am kind of sad that Gargano's already got a win over Ciampa because I would love I would have loved for them to fucking Tommy Dreaver raven that shit and have Ciampa win every single fucking time. (laughs) And then like two, three years from now at WrestleMania have Gargano finally overcome Ciampa in this like big triumphant holy shit moment.
1: I feel like I feel like um, Hunter Want, no, I think like hopes that, but yeah.
2: Okay, so answer me this real quick. You guys are historians a little bit. One of you is a history teacher. So Champa is the champ. Right? Champa is the champ. He beat Alistair Black. Alistair Black beat Andrade. Andrade beat um, Drew McIntyre. Mm-hmm. Uh, and help me out. Who did Drew McIntyre beat for the Bobby title? Rube.
1: Bobby Roode.
2: Bobby Roode. Okay. So let's think about this for a second. In a lot of ways. Bobby Roode is actually the last, like oh, – what's the right word? He's the last, like, long-term champ they've kind of had where he was champ for a good – like, I don't know the best way to put it, but, like, a lot of the other guys kind of seemed a little transitional in a lot of ways. Okay? He
3: was so, the last big star champ. What's it? that? He was the last, like, big star
2: yeah, champ. Yeah. Yeah. The rest of them have been kind of transitional. Rest,
3: and I love Andrade especially. Like, no disrespect to that, but – the Drew and Andrade both got called up, like, immediately. And then Alistair, I think they just kind of realized Alistair's way better as a chaser than as a champion.
1: Yeah, it wait, could be. Wait, 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 wait. Bobby Roode and Andrade held the belt the same amount of time. Did they really? Bobby well, I'm just, I'm... won it in January and lost it in August. Andrade won it in November and lost it in April. Huh.
2: I guess okay. I feel like Andrade had held the belt that long. All right, I stand corrected. I get, just kind of the way I'm looking at it though. I kind of like Kyle the way the way you say it though. Bobby really felt like the last big star. Alistair Black didn't hold it long enough, and then Almas wasn't necessarily like a huge star. Like we love him, in my opinion. Not in the way Rude was though. So that's all I'm really getting at. Like Rude felt like the last big star to really hold the belt. Tommaso Champ is a star, fellas. Like, and, and I mean, this. It, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about this. He's a star. And so is Johnny Gargano. But.
3: Champ is the best deal in wrestling. Yeah. And been for a long time now. Yeah.
2: And he, he needs to run with the belt, in my opinion. He hasn't had it very long. He's done nothing but, like, his Twitter is. If if you're into the social media aspect of wrestling now, his Twitter is fan-fucking-tastic. His promos are fantastic. Everything he does, from not selling his
3: T-shirts. I love it.
2: No music, won't sell his damn amazing T-shirt. All those things he will not do. He refuses. He's got to win this match. Now, I'm not saying Gargano won't win, because I feel like people are still kind of drooling for Gargano to get that big win, but don't think it's (laughs) going to happen, guys. I really don't. I don't think it's time. Um, Champa needs to have that one up on Gargano in my opinion he needs to have it just because it furthers that because I feel like if Gargano wins the title in a lot of ways that's it you got to move somewhere else but now if Champa wins he can move on and Gargano can move on also but you can always come back because he's got that one up so I will take Champa yes to to win them to retain his title
1: so yeah I mean both of you guys are right Uh, Ciampa, I think, has to win, and I don't like saying people have to win in wrestling, because I'm not a wins and losses guy, but Gargano's not ready for his quote-unquote redemption yet, uh, and if we're honest, the only reason Gargano was in this match to begin with is because he screwed Alistair out, so it would be, I think, really, really poor form from a booking standpoint to book him to win a title in a match that he only was in because of somebody else. But more importantly, I think Carl said it best. Uh, Ciampa needs a good, long run. We need a good, heel run so we can be satisfied when, if it's Gargano or whoever finally beats him, we finally get the good comeuppance. Because Ciampa, I don't think... You know me, I'm I'm, I'm one of Ciampa's biggest supporters. But in the eyes of the fans... I feel like he has some more to go to egg them on and make them feel however he makes them feel before he gets snatched off his pedestal. The beauty of this feud is it stemmed from Ciampa being jealous of Johnny. Champa stole everything from Johnny. And now Ciampa basically wants what Johnny has. And he's gotten it. And the, the roles have been reversed in the two. So while he's on his pedestal, to finally get snatched off at the appropriate time would be a very, uh, very fitting end to their uh, feud, whatever you want to call it. It's damn near a Greek opus. But yeah, I got Ciampa.
2: Well, there you go. NXT Takeover. Mm. Should be good. Don't know if it would be as great as some of the previous editions, but it should be really
1: good. This is. Man, I, I, I hate people saying that because this might be the most stacked card they might have ever had. This is a stacked I, the card. card. The
3: card is stacked, but a lot of the feuds have flown under the radar in a lot of ways. Like they're well told, but they're not hot. If that makes sense.
1: No, that makes that makes that makes a lot of sense.
3: Like no, outside, no. like the main event is both well told and hot. Right. The matches, the stories have been well told, but the feuds aren't really hot. Hot. That's a good point. But the tag um, matches should still be the match of the night. And I, th- the I agree with that. It yeah. might be the match of the weekend. Depending on how some of the Summerslam matches go. It wouldn't be the first time NXT has stolen match of the weekend honors out from under the main rosters now.
2: I'm yet I'm yet to see a match on this pers- on this card for SummerSlam that we're about to talk about that I think, oh yeah. That this can be better than any of those tag team matches.
3: I, I see some matches on the card that have some potential, but, like, I mean, I was on record in our last big show saying, like, I don't think AJ and Joe can live up to the expectations. Great.
2: Sure. Well, but
1: I guess great. we better jump Absolutely. on it. Let's go. Let's get into it, yeah. So uh, we got to talk about the kickoff show, not just because we're obligated, but they have, I think, three quality matches. Um, starting off with. Uh, Lana and Rusev versus Lena Vega and Andrade and Amis. This has been a very fun feud to watch uh, kind of grow and progress. It really started between Lana and Vega. But, of course, both their men had to stand up and have their matches. And and Aiden keeps screwing everything up. And I'm sure he'll make an appearance here. But uh, Lana Rusev versus Vega and Amis. Who y'all got?
2: I'm going with um, Vega and almost I, it's, I mean, i once again, like you said, Aiden is going to get his, get involved here somewhere. And at some point Aiden's got to catch that ass whooping, in my opinion. And then this might be the thing that, that puts it there in my opinion. So that's kind of where I think they're going. I feel like, I mean, as good and as much as I love Aiden, like I don't know how much further they're going to push this especially with, Rusev, I mean, it's a fucking pre-show match. As much as I love Rusev. Rusev. So, I'm going to, yeah, I'll say uh, somehow, someway, Vega and Almas.
1: You you say way got, you say Aiden got to catch his ass-whooping, or is he going to give the ass-whooping?
2: Uh, yeah, I don't think so. Okay. I'd be surprised if they went that route. I, I mean, I'm not saying they won't, but I, I think I'd be a little bit surprised if they went with the whole, you know what, Aiden's the guy here. We're going to have him give that ass-whooping. I don't know about that. I'm I'm skeptical about that.
3: Nah, I'm with Rance. I think Aiden costs Rusev the match, and I no, think, I think that. That, and I no, no, but I think he does it intentionally. Okay, okay, I, think I got the you. Angle that they can go with is English gets indignant and says, you know, all this Rusev day shit is me. <laughs>
2: right. I am the right.
3: one that got the crowd singing fucking Rusev Day.
2: Sure. Lock your ass. I could see but that. Loves you because of me. I just, it's hard. I'm so the way they the way Aiden's always kind of been presented. It's just hard for me to see Aiden being the guy whooping Rusev's ass, not oh, costing him a match
3: long term. That doesn't mean right. that's, that's going to go when it's like actually Rusev, yeah. and Aiden standing across the ring from each other. That's just how you launch it off, and it makes it also makes sense because with this feud, Rusev is basically a face now, and so he's got
1: to lose. That's how that works, and he's Indeed. Rusev, so he's got to lose anyway. And he, that's 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 that is WWE lore. Here's the most <laughs> important part about Aiden. Every time Aiden has came to has came out and screwed up, he was coming out because he was justified in helping. Right. So, eventually, if he sits back, and every time he's tried to apologize, he's tried to get good, they don't want to listen to him, did not want to talk to him, this and the other. Eventually, Aiden gonna sit back and say, you know what, man, I've given my entire career for this dude. I sing a song about another man in his day when I'm a performer. I do all this for this guy. I've gone out of my way to help him and his woman. And I just keep getting shit on for it. No nah, man, it's time for me. True. Which is which is, where, uh, which is why Kyle and I think Aiden will play play a big role.
2: I, I would argue in some ways, though, that if it wasn't for Aiden kind of latching himself on to Rusev in the, to begin with, that Aiden still wouldn't be doing shit. You know what I mean? Like That's I mean,
1: because so, Aiden did have a nice little mid card run against Randy Orton and some other people.
2: He got had a nice little getting my ass whooped run against Randy
1: Orton. He's on TV, brother. It doesn't matter. I, I get know. that. What I'm
2: saying is though, like he was to me, like he still he was pre- still presented as a loser. And when he lashed himself on with Rusev, he's still a loser. But he's actually with a winner. So kind of not Rusev really.
1: is he, losing.
2: Well, Rusev has at least had a, like, a title shot. You know what uh, I mean? Like. And at the end of the day, Aiden's
3: going to wind up on his feet. He married into the Guerrero family. They ain't ever- right, 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 right. He's like, right,
0: right. Yeah, also he's good. Don't,
3: also don't trust don't Vicky alone. They ain't ever going to let Aiden <laughs> go. And Aiden don't deserve to be let go. Aiden is great. Aiden oh, yeah. is a national fucking
2: treasure. I agree. Also r- about Rusev, I'm not 100% sure I entrust WWE to continue with, hey, you know what? Rusev's a face. I just don't know. I don't know about that. Like I felt like they could go right. They might want to go right back to that heel because he's just—that's what they do sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. But we'll but they've, worked too, they've,
1: they've worked too hard to get to, to, to get him to this point. The, the merch is too good. I think they're gonna run with this face thing for a while to see where it goes. I really do. Um, but uh, so predictions. I got oh,
2: this. yeah, Almas and Zelina. Yeah.
1: Almas and Zelina. Just for different. We just
2: think for different reasons. That's all.
1: Yeah. It's unanimous. So. Um. Next, we have the Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, we got Cedric Alexander, the champion.
2: Sorry, go ahead.
1: No, no, it's okay. I understand. I understand. I do. Uh, Clive would be mad at us, but I understand. Uh, <laughs> but Cedric Alexander versus Drew Gulak. Um, a lot of us IWC people think that Gulak should have been champion by now already. So, um, yeah, Alexander and Gulak. What you guys think? Go ahead, Kyle. Hashtag for a
3: better. <laughs> hashtag Drew 05 live.
2: I don't watch 205 live. Uh, and I'm going to get shit for hearing that. I forgot, but I, I hardly watch Raw, SmackDown, guys. So you're really going to expect me to watch 205 live. But anyways, um, Gulak. Yeah, I, that's – uh, Alexander hasn't really been interesting. Course I'm not watching. So how I'm just saying shit now, guys. I don't know. Has he been? Gulak. He hasn't been a no. from been the same
1: town that I'm from, and I'm not rooting for him.
2: Okay, fair enough. Gulak. Yeah,
1: yeah, it, it's time. And if, you, if you're not going to let Ali get that shine, it's Gulak's time, especially now that he has uh, Kendrick and Gallagher behind him. Yeah, it's time.
2: Okay.
1: Uh, so Next. we're all unanimous. Gulak. And mm-hmm. the final kickoff show, kickoff match on the, on the show, is the B-team Defending their Raw Tag Team Championships, their prestigious Raw Tag Team Championships, against the Revival. I, I, I normally like to give my prediction last, but I feel like this is the title. This is where the title finally changes hands. And the Revival will get their long awaited tag team reign. On the bridge. yes, <laughs> they On the pre-show, with the titles being the most, the lowest it's been in some time. I was yes. going to say, now that the Raw Tag Team titles
3: are officially the dumpster fire belts of the main roster, um, <laughs> they'll give them to the revival. You know, B-Team lost their shine a lot faster than I thought they would, but I think it all started when they changed their theme song to that terrible shit it is now. Like, you had finally built them as this mildly credible, if comedic, team and now you've just gone full ape shit with it had them feuding with fucking matt hardy and bray wyatt forever and none of the other teams on that show are even remotely credible so yeah dash and dawson and hopefully maybe raw's tag team division can suck less
2: yeah um B-Team was washed the second Bo Dallas came out there and said, B stands for Dream. And I was like, you know what? This isn't funny anymore. I'm done with this. I, I've been done with them. It's kind of sad because I liked them at first, and now I just – the Miz isn't there. So Crash and Burn, sorry. The end. Revival.
1: I still find them enduring. <laughs> uh, but but the, but the reason they're enduring less is because it doesn't feel organic. It feels like it's forced enough. Okay. When they were winning, when they started, it was organic. Like, oh shit, we won! Oh my god, I'm so happy. We've lost for five years. Now, it's the, especially since they feuded against the people, against the, the 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 spooky guys. It doesn't feel as genuine. It feels really tacked on. But yes, I think it the would five have been wins.
3: Better. I think it would have gone better if they'd have started this while they were still with the Miz. And given some credibility to joining up with the Miz, like they had been losing forever, and they finally joined up with him, and they started winning, and blah blah blah. They could still be ridiculous, but it would have given that a little bit of credence.
1: I, I, I give you going from, but, but I disagree with that only because they had to find themselves. That was the point of this. They had to find themselves outside of everything else. Uh, their whole their whole careers. Uh, Axel's for sure. Both to a certain extent. They were, Axel started off as, uh, on his main roster debut as a member of the Nexus. That shouldn't work. And him and Otunga tried to do something. That didn't work. They didn't until Heyman wanted to give him a new name. Well, that didn't work. Then he floated around until he became a social outcast. Well, that didn't work. So we're going to go ahead and be Miz's entourage. Well, that didn't work. Well, you know what? Maybe it's time to believe in ourselves. So I felt like it was organic for that very reason. Time to bowl Time to bowl Right? He, they finally bowl in themselves again, and they won a championship as the B-team, which stands for dreams, apparently.
2: Listen, um, um, everything y'all just said, I was not listening because that's how much I don't care about the B-team at this point. All right,
1: then well, let's move on. Fuck it. Man, I'm just how saying. you really feel. Okay, um, main <laughs> roster, let's get this out the way now. The, the, the one match of this entire card that don't make any sense. And it's only on there because this dude cannot miss a, a, a SummerSlam. But Finn Balor and Baron Corbin makes no sense on this card. But Finn Balor, Baron Corbin, what you got?
0: This is
3: the feud that never ends. Um, but I'll it take on, on, my hopefully, hopefully it'll end this. I'm not on the Constable Corbin train. I liked Baron Corbin. I have no use for Constable Corbin. <laughs> um, I'll take Finn.
2: Uh, don't really care. I do like Constable Corbin. I like Baron as well. I like Finn more than I used to, but he's still a vanilla midget. But that's okay. I just say that now because that's what I say about Finn. Um, Finn, yeah, he'll win. It's SummerSlam. Finn can win. I don't care.
1: I, I think Corbin
2: got his ass whooped last SummerSlam. I mean, he looked like a bitch last SummerSlam, so maybe they'll but throw that him a bone. That true. Real. That's true.
1: I love Constable Corbin because he loves it. I don't care how much I may like or dislike the gimmick, but if they... Bad news, bad news Barrett was dumb as fuck to me, but he loved it. Bad News Barrett was the best, man. I, it, it, was good, it was good on the JBL and Cole show, but it man, didn't really do anything for me, but he loved it. And That's what makes it. Baron is loving the fact that he's playing this role right now, so I'm behind it because he cares. He feels like he... It seems like he's really into it. But... It I'll, I'll I'll throw my trademark line out there. I say all that to say this. One of the Finn Balor's winning. There's no way he's not. Yay! <laughs> are you yaying because because Finn's winning, or are you yaying because I said the line? I'm yaying
2: because so far Silver Slam is
1: ass. Let's keep
2: going.
3: Yay <laughs> because like we always talk about roster positioning. That's defined roster positioning. Finn Balor's going to come out on top of Baron Corbin because roster
1: positioning yeah absolutely hopefully Finn gets a well I will look to that later you on it well I there's somebody who I think Finn is gonna face next later on next I'll get to that later on in the show oh, but sweet Jesus uh let's move on to and I know it's kind of early to talk about this one but probably if not the most anticipated one of the most anticipated matches on the card the Miz versus Daniel Bryan. Eight years in the making. Uh yeah, man. These guys have feuded. They have their careers have revolved around each other. They have you know, fought past each other and had altercation after altercation and all this and it's finally time for them to have fisticuffs. So, gentlemen, break it down. What you think? Who's gonna win?
3: Miz wins. Miz beats AJ for the title. Miz dominates the rest of the year because the Miz is finally ready for the push they gave him in 2011.
2: That's fair. I um, I think Miz is gonna win, but here's the thing: I'm, I I uh, and I'm gonna get shit on you guys. I think I think I think Rance gave me hell about this already once before, but I still think there was more they could have done with this
3: still. And I, I still think it, take what I got,
2: I would have loved to see them it had been, and they've told the story many ways, many different times. And I feel like this is a match I can talk a little bit at length about. Cause to me, I said this before this, this is my main event of SummerSlam. This is the match I'm most looking forward to. Not because I think it'll be the best match per se, but I think it's the best story. So um, my, my, personal opinion with this. One thing about this story that to me really could have worked. If you remember, you go all the way back to NXT, NXT, the fucking game show. Right. And Miz was the pro for Daniel Bryan. We all know this. We've watched the packages and all that stuff. So for a while, they were a team, right? They were a team, but they weren't really a team. And it's like, okay. And they have told this story a million times, but I feel like they really could have gone the route of, these two kind of being forced into some way you can write it up however you want to write it of having to be a team and doing similar to kind of what how Sheamus and Cesaro did, even though they never had a match being forced to be a team, not ever getting along, but winning the ti- the tag titles. And I understand Matt Mad Hardy and MVP. Okay. All right. See that, that's probably a time where, I mean, I know about those things, ben but ben I'm hate
1: hiatus.
2: Chris Benoit who? Kurt Angle. Okay. So like, those like, I felt like there was more to be told there with them, and they could still do this down the road. Don't get me wrong, but I was not ready for this match at Summerslam. I really wasn't. I know a lot of people probably are, have been ready to see them go, and that's fair. If that's if that's that's where you're at with this, but um, I also don't think this is over. I think they'd be foolish to end it here, which is why Miz has to win. So yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of in your lane here, Kyle. I think Miz is going to win, and I think he's also going to be the one to topple the WWE champion down the road. So, and we'll go from there, but yeah.
1: So, Miz is going to win, but Miz, let me tell you why Miz has to win. Um the Miz without James said this last night on the What You Mean podcast out on social suplex right now. The Miz without something without a belt or something to gloat about. Isn't a very strong miss with the ambiguity of Brian possibly leaving and this being open now, it was mentioned on, on TV and add that with Miz, possibly getting this win over Brian and lording it over him for the next six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 months just makes the most sense because if Brian wins, that's it. He got what he wanted. Brian plus, got to beat him up, punch him in the face, got won his match. What else, Miz is the guy, type of guy to come back and say, "No, nah, I, 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 no." Brian got would want it. But if Miz uh, wins, there's the chase. I'm sorry, go ahead. Well,
3: plus, I was just gonna say, plus you've also got a way in the success of. I mean, I know Brian's on the Bella's show and it's successful-ish, but like you've also got a way in the fact that Miz and Mrs. has been a phenomenal success as a show, and they got renewed for a second season and blah 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 and. Miz makes all those appearances for the company and all that. Like, Miz has become a go-to star for them. And you got to weigh that. And I, he's got to win here, I feel like.
1: Well, he's been a go-to star for them. But the difference is he is a go-to star in ring, two now.
2: Well, here's another thing about this that I was thinking. With, with Daniel Bryan's contract set to expire, and he hasn't signed on any kind of dotted line, kind of like what you were alluding to here, if Miz wins and he can lord this over him and even more so, if Miz were to win this match and then turn around and win the WWE title, Daniel Bryan, you can throw the contract storyline continue this because Daniel Bryan can basically be like, shit, I wanted to go, I wanted to go somewhere else. I can't now. Miz is the champ. He's holding the shit over me. Like he beating, he's the champ. I got to resign on the dotted line at least to get at least to get Miz, you know Look what at I mean? What
1: you thinking? Oh, by the Miz, way,
2: Oh, thanks. Um, that I never think. Yeah, that's my feelings. Well,
1: right? you know, I mean, you, well, if you were on the show more often, maybe. Would... Yeah, hey, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> you you did see that. Uh, I I don't remember when the show is, but Raw 1000. I mean, SmackDown 1000 or whatever it is. They, they announced three matches. One of those matches is Brian versus Miss. I didn't see the am- the match. An, I think it's announced. I think it's announced. I think it's in October. Just saying?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Is that close to us, by the way? Or is it in New York, like every other damn special I show? I don't
1: remember. Well, it's, it's it's probably not close to... Well, nothing's close to you, buddy. But, well, I mean, like, <laughs> to you, to you at
2: least. I'll drive, maybe if it's close to where you are.
1: Oh, well, I'll, look, I'll take a look at it. I'll look it up. I don't remember. I'll look it up as we're talking. But, uh... So, are we all unanimous on Mike Mazzana?
2: Mike Mazzana.
1: Very likeable human being. Agreed. He really is much more likable than we probably give him credit for, yes.
3: Oh, look, I've I've been a fan of Miz since the real world. Like, they show those clips and shit, but, like, I was a teenager when that shit was at its apex. I remember Miz on Back to New York. Mike Mizanin is a genuinely likable and nice person.
1: Well, speaking about somebody who's genuinely likable but doesn't play one on TV, Kevin Owens and Braun Strowman. Oh,
3: God, Kevin Owens is
1: great. Kevin Owens is amazing. Kevin Owens is probably one of the best people in the entire company, but he's so good at playing a damn bad guy. But the interesting thing about this feud, which kind of irks me to my core, but I see the the merit in it, is Kevin Owens is terrified of Braun Strowman. Like he's terrified of this guy, and they keep putting him in matches against him. So Kevin finagled this into, all right. Well, if I'm going to get my ass whooped every week. Let me get something for it. I'm going to get that briefcase. So, if Braun Strowman loses in any form or fashion, pin, submission, knockout, or disqualification, or count out. Kevin Owens gets the case. Gentlemen, this could have very big ramifications for the end of the night, possibly. Strowman Owens, who you got? Kyle,
2: you want to take it? Because I'll be honest with you. I, don't, I haven't made a prediction yet.
1: I'll
3: um, I'll say that Braun's gonna keep the briefcase, and I'll say he'll find a way to win. I'll also say no matter who wins, even if I'm wrong, no matter who wins is walking out of maybe not Summerslam, but definitely the Raw after Summerslam, holding that title.
2: Uh, So, guys, I just don't know anymore. I'll be honest with you. The WWE has got me so confused right now, and it's a good thing um, because I wasn't very invested in Brock and Roman, and I am now. I've, come on, I've, I have admitted that and said I did not care about that feud, and I have been. I've. I am. I've been proven wrong, and I'm fine with admitting that. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm
1: fine <laughs> Yeah. Hey. That's the Vince laugh right there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that I think anything's necessarily going to change once this is all over. Because, once again, fuck Brock Lesnar. But this isn't about Brock Lesnar. It kind of is, but it isn't. And I'm saying all this because I'm beating around the bush because I don't have a prediction. You um, want, while, huh? while
1: waiting? want me to give mine while you're waiting?
2: Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that'd be okay. great.
1: So, I want Kevin Owens to win. For no other reason than it throws everything in chaos. Everything we've been we've expected, everything we've been built to believe, everything we've thought, all of it is thrown amuck if Kevin Owens wins this match.
3: It fits more of the WWE's pattern than you think it does, though, because oh, Braun Strowman has been presented too strongly to be a Money in the Bank briefcase holder. Everybody knows that the person who holds the briefcase loses all the fucking
1: time. Absolutely. But I think this is one of those cases where they're gonna outswerve the swerve by going by staying the course, and Strowman wins. I think Strowman wins, and uh, something will happen at the end of the night that we will get to later on. But I would love. Okay. If, a- if, if I if I could just throw out this one scenario real quick, I I would love it if Owens and Heyman paired up with the briefcase at the end of the night. It ain't gonna happen, but I would love if that was. The, the lasting picture at the end of the night.
2: Okay. Because I made, that's I made guy. my decision. I made my yep. decision. Kevin yeah. Owens.
1: Well, you're you're Mr. Kevin Owens on the internet, so. Yeah, I
2: am. I do love Kevin Owens, but. Um, he wins. I, I, I think I have a reason, and we'll, we'll talk about it later. But Kevin Owens, go ahead. Let's just okay. move on. No,
1: that's fair because, yeah. That main don't, event's gonna get a, a good conversation between us.
3: The only so, thing yeah. I want to say about the scenario you pointed out, Rance, is I'm sure it will be amazing television if it were to happen, but I don't think KO needs Paul Neither, neither,
1: neither. No, neither, no.
2: yeah.
3: Neither like, Punk though. Need each other,
1: but neither well, did you're Punk. Right.
3: You're right. You're right. You're right. And
1: it, it, it's just that added effect. In fact, call me crazy, but I think the, I think. When when a, when a, when when a talent needs a manager, it works and it's fine, but I think it's to add it that much more when he does need a manager and it still works. Because it just adds an extra dynamic. Punk was was never better, in my opinion, than when he was with Heyman. And Heyman barely did anything, but it was just an added factor.
3: See, honestly, my favorite Punk was Straight Edge Society Punk.
1: That was really good, too. That was a lot of great Punk.
3: Especially yeah. when he was wearing the mask after he had just gotten his head shaved.
1: <laughs> yeah. There was a there was a lot of great punks, but we got, and anyway, we're, 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 about not, we're not talking about Phil. Yeah, yeah. not Smackdown Tag Team Championship match. You got the Bludgeon Brothers versus the New Day. Before we even talk about this match, I want to throw a shout out to Biggie, because every now and then you see a match, and you see something happen, and you can say in your mind that's the moment that that person became a star. And the New Day the New Day already a star as we know this. But Big E's performance in that match with the New Day and The Bar last week on SmackDown, his performance was one of the best It was on par, in my opinion, with what Rollins did in The Gauntlet. It was that star-making to me. Um, I didn't think the New Day should have been in this match. I thought it should have been the Bludgeon Brothers versus The Bar, because we haven't seen that yet. Nonetheless, the New Day has been killing it in the ring. They're still over, and they've gotten... Even more over with the crowd, the crowd believes in them. Bludgeons are still out here bludgeoning. Who you got?
3: I really I really want it to be the new day because personally, I don't think the bludgeons are really working as the champs because like, we're almost a year into the bludgeons and they are still having squash matches with jobbers, to mostly crickets in the crowd. And I'm not saying that to disrespect Harper and Rowan, but I, I just feel like something about the bludgeons as currently presented is not clicking well. And New Day are all-time greats. And so, like, put the belts back on them to transition out and get that work rate back up on that SmackDown tag division because it's kind of taken a falling.
1: Well, there's Dominance and then there's the Bludgeon Brothers. Yeah. And that's the problem.
2: So I um, I agree with you, Kyle, in the sense that the Bludgeons aren't really clicking, right? But a couple things here. Uh, the Bludgeon Brothers, in my opinion, are kind of one of those, those acts. And especially, even though I know they're two different brands, but especially now with it looking like Matt Hardy's done, that whole thing is kind of separating. They're one of those like, well we need a scary act and here's your little scary act because you always got to have one like they've always always had someone that's kind of ooh spooky and blah 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 so that's part of it. Uh, the other thing about the new day uh, there's, there's I say there was two things there's three things the new day um, I don't necessarily believe that they they're, so, they're, they're forever over like I, I don't think they need the titles so that's, that's to me it's not that big of a deal if they win them or not like we're fine. But what I will say is what Rance pointed out. You thought it should have been the bar versus the Bludgeons, and I, if you, you saw the video, I was thumbs up thing that because I agree. Um, and I still think we're going to get that for the tag titles because I, I, at some point, I don't know when yet, but um, yeah. So I, I'm just gonna I'm, I'm gonna say the Bludgeons retain, even though I could totally see the New Day winning. Don't get me wrong, but this feels like a night where a lot of things are not going to go the way people want them to go until the absolute end of the show. Okay, so that's kind of where I'm at with this. Um, So I'm going to say the Bludgeons win, much to crickets, but eventually we'll get the bar and the Bludgeons soon. For
1: for the record, let me stick up for the Bludgeons real quick. The Bludgeons are winning. There's, there's, There's not much to talk about. The Bludgeons get reactions. They only get reactions when they're wrestling actual tag teams. Right.
2: I like them. I don't hate them, but, I mean, it's it is, it's,
1: yeah. it's an right. ad. But, 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 I, but I said that because at the end of this match, the Bledgers are going to get the desired reaction. They're going to get booed out of the building.
0: Sure. Because
1: they beat the hell out of New Day, who everybody likes. The reason nobody gives them the time of day is because they're squashing people every week in ways we haven't seen maybe ever. Right? Well, that's why I think
2: they need a physical opponent to take those, like, a real, like, the bar. You know what I mean? They're and so I, physical.
1: I totally agree. In fact, I'll make, it, I'll make a prediction right now. The group, the, the, the team we see uh, of, the, of the New Day facing the Bludgeons is their power team, Woods and Eve.
3: I was just about to ask you, I was going to say I have a much more interesting question than the match itself, because the Bludgeons are going to win. Which rendition of the New Day were we going to get? You muted. I'm muted. Now you're good. No, well, not okay. I'm going to say this. Both Big E and Xavier Woods got star all over them. I know Xavier Woods is small, but he has got so much charisma and he can work a mic so fucking well. Like he could be a mid card star for years.
1: Xavier's small, but he's bigger than Brian and Finn, and AJ, and has more
3: personality,
1: to be honest. All three, yeah, and yeah. all three combined. Yep. Uh. Okay. So it's time to get to United St- the United States Championship match, where the the most important part of the match isn't even in the match. Um, you have Shinsuke Nakamura versus Jeff Hardy. And uh, you know what, man? I love the turn Shinsuke's made. And I there is something interesting about the dynamic of Shinsuke versus Jeff. But Randy Orton has been tremendous in his return. And the only negative of that is, since he's not in this match, the only interesting thing about this match is what is Randy going to do and when he's going to do it.
3: He's going to end Jeff Hardy's run, and Jeff's going to go with Matt, and they're going to retire together?
1: That w- I would like for that to happen. I think Here's Jeff, the thing. He Jeff still can't. has more.
3: Here's the thing. I love Jeff Hardy. I am an all-time Jeff Hardy mark. Don't get me wrong. Jeff can't stay on the WWE schedule for very long. He's got too many past addiction issues. To stay on that kind of a road schedule. And his body is starting to deteriorate. Like him and Matt can't stay full time much longer anyway. You can only jump off a 30 foot ladder for so long.
2: Can 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 we just can we just stop beating around the bush to respect the great Jeff Hardy? He looks like shit out there. Period. He
3: looks like shit.
2: Wash. No, he's washed. I'm not I mean
3: he's I love Jeff Hardy, but he's washed.
2: Yeah, I'm not a Jeff, I've never been a big Jeff Hardy guy. I will not deny his charisma and what he brought during that time period. Okay, so let's, I'm not disrespecting him. But right now, Jeff Hardy looks like shit. Nakamura is great as a heel. He hasn't really been like lately. It's been more about Randy and that kind of thing, really. But Nakamura, in my opinion, should have won the WWE title a while back. But that's neither here nor there. Just let this man run with the United States belt for a minute. And let Randy Orton do his thing. He can offer a handshake to, to Jeff Hardy and then beat his ass. And that'll be the end of it. Because you're right, Orton, as big of a douche as he is, is the most interesting part of this entire whatever you want to call whatever this is. So Nakamura wins. Jeff Hardy dies at the hands of Randy Orton soon. That, that's where I'm at with this.
1: Can, can you say uh, your right rants one more time? I, I just love hearing you say it.
2: I uh, don't. The dream has no memory of ever saying that. <laughs>
1: the dream <laughs> has no memory of that. <laughs> That's a perfect response to that. Thank you. Um. So, let's talk about something really interesting, shall we? Okay. The Intercontinental Championship match between Dolph Ziggler and Seth Rollins. Yeah. Uh. Triple H... AKA Dean Ambrose made his return. And
3: as, <laughs> Hold stop, hold up. Dolph Ziggler was dressed as fucking Triple H on Raw. So like, yeah,
1: no, it was Evolution Triple H versus King of Kings Triple H. <laughs> but 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 as uh my my future Houston Houston may, mayor, like to say, he was looking real jacked, baby. <laughs> Dean is so swollen; he was waddling. He couldn't even walk normal. Dean looks great. He looks tremendous, and he looks he very, very prepared to turn heel.
2: Yes, okay, he does. Guys,
3: let's ask the question: Is Dean going to turn on Seth five minutes into the match, twenty-five minutes into the match, <laughs> or not until later on in the calendar?
1: After the match, after well, okay, I'll I'll I'll, I'll jump it off. After yes. after Seth wins. I, I, okay, well, you know what, let me stop. So, there are two scenarios very clearly, Rollins can win and Ziggler can win. But I've, I would like to personally see Ambrose cheat Rylance out of losing. So Finn could wrestle Ziggler and be the guy to take the, t- the belt off of him. Because Finn is very well overdue for a substantial feud and a championship. That's not going to happen. Rollins is going to win. And then afterwards, she'll pose, celebration, kick, dirty deeds, and Ambrose craziness.
2: I 100% agree. Uh, Rollins is going to win the title. Ambrose is going to put that bitch in the mat shortly after. And here's the thing. A lot of people, I've, I've heard a lot of people are kind of back and forth on what they think Dean should do when he comes back. But in my opinion, before Dean got hurt, he was stale, and I know a lot of people may disagree with that. But he, he's a great – he's a workhorse. I hate the rebound lariat, okay? Well, and hopefully – maybe he maybe he won't do that now. I don't know. I doubt oh, it. He probably, he's
1: gonna do it. He's oh, going to yeah, do it. Oh, yeah, he's going to
2: do it. So the second he does it, I'll probably hate him again. But that's okay. Right now he – That's better. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm afraid without Jackie, as he tries to bounce off the ropes like that, he's just going to fall through. Like I mean, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But um, anyways, Dean is primed for a heel turn. He, I mean, look at him. Like, if he looks like he's ready to murder your family, okay, for just for being like, "Hey, Dean, I'm serious." Like, he is prime for it. He's been running that lunatic fringe, kind of lame ass, half funny, half ridiculous character for a while now. Full on badass Ambrose. That's like actual lunatic, no fringe. That's that's what we need right now. I, I think, and a lot of people are like, "Oh, well, you know." Not everybody has to be a heel. No, they don't. Seth Rollins can still be the face, and it'll be okay. And him and Dean will have a great feud.
3: The end. Well, I mean, they've always Seth had Roll- great feuds. Everyone doesn't have to be a heel, but Dean Ambrose does.
2: Right, right now he does. Right yeah. Now he does. Exactly. Like, I'm with you.
3: Let's be real and let's be honest, y'all. Like Ambrose is insane over because Ambrose is great, but let's all be honest: heel Ambrose is vastly superior to face Ambrose.
0: If you haven't
3: seen any of his body of work, you know that crazy, sadistic heel character is the
1: role he was born for. Here's proof of that. Here's proof of that, Kyle. When he got over as a face, he was surprised. He was shocked that him being a face would work. Because he's not a face.
3: He just knew,
1: like, oh, this is going to be terrible.
3: But my prediction is different than y'all's. I think Ziggler is going to
1: win. Lost you again, Kyle.
3: Lose me again?
1: Better yeah. I, I, when you, you, I think you're moving your laptop and maybe putting your finger over the mic or something.
3: Uh, oh, I don't know where the mic is on this thing. Uh, well, no. Uh, my prediction is different than y'all's, though, because I think Ziggler is going to win. Um, I think the feud between Ambrose and Rollins is not going to be about a title. And in fact, I think Ambrose costs Rollins the title. And like, says it's payback for all that other shit, because, you know, that's, like, the point, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> that's fair. That's fine. I mean, it could go either that's way.
2: Right. I, we all agree that the heel turn we think is happening. Oh, the heel turn's happening. Like, that's, that's so, really happen. That's the main thing here. We all know the IC title doesn't really matter unless The Miz has it, so...
1: This is also true.
3: It is his title.
1: Well, I mean, when a man goes so far as to press his hair, so... Effeminately box like- in the in the wind.
3: He looked like he came straight out of nineteen ninety-five with that perm.
1: I love it. Like that's even worse than John Morrison. And John Morrison's <laughs> hair just flippy flapped. Hey man,
2: I love that hair. Yes. I think it's great. People hate it so much. It works.
1: Uh okay. Four more so matches we got. Jesus Christ. Four more Jesus. matches, man. We're 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 heading towards the end. Uh Let's break down the women, man. Um, SmackDown Women's Championship match. Let's go there first. Uh, You have Charlotte versus Becky Lynch versus Carmella, the world champion. Uh, We know the backstory. We don't have to really talk about that. Uh, It's still interesting, and it's still actually controversial that this is a triple threat instead of Becky getting her one-on-one match. Um, Carl went off on this a few weeks ago, but now we've seen the build match is about to happen what do you guys think do you think Carmella wins Lynch wins Flair wins what do you guys where do you stand
2: Kyle do you mind if I take this one first please do okay uh, so yes I did go off about this my opinion hasn't changed on the fact that it should be a triple threat In my, however my opinion has changed on who I think is going to walk out champion um, initially I thought it was. I thought this was going to be Becky's moment I don't think that anymore I think it's going to be Carmella. I think she's going to sneak out a win. And and the reason why I say it is for a couple of reasons. I think that if you remember on SmackDown, Charlotte did her whole, you're a diva in a woman's era on Carmella. And Carmella is like, yeah, I'm proud of all that. Blah, 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 blah. And they're doing all that, right? And Charlotte and Becky, they're besties. And they got their tea and all this shit. But the problem is, They're too focused on each other. And I think that lends itself to Carmella finding a way to win the match. And once again, like we said with the Miz, lording that shit over them. Oh, I'm a diva in a woman's era. Still beat you two in a triple threat for the title because you two were too busy trying to have a woman's wrestling match while I'm just trying to win. That's all I'm trying to do. And the way – I, I mean, of course, once like every other prediction, could be completely wrong. But I did think it was Becky's moment, and I don't think that anymore. I think we're pushing ourselves. Now, that's not to say that they won't win the title between now and Evolution. But I think we're pushing ourselves towards a big match at Evolution between those two. Be- that Those two being Becky and Charlotte. I'm not sure where they would go with Carmella from here, but I just I kind of get the feeling Carmella's going to find a way to sneak out a victory on a night when everybody is hoping all these great things are going to happen. Like I've been saying, I don't think that this is the night for it. So,
3: I don't really know what they're going to do with this match, and experience has told me that when I don't know what they're going to do, pick Charlotte. So I pick Charlotte.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's I mean, that's perfectly fair. That's logic. Yeah, that's WWE logic. That's when logic in doubt, pick Charlotte Flair to win a title at a pay-per-view. <laughs>
2: We're all about to go different ways, aren't we? Go ahead,
1: Rance. Damn, you're right. I picked Becky Lynch. Um, I really considered picking. So Charlotte's the one person I'm almost guaranteed and positive will not win.
3: But oh, I I'm, still, I, I'm not basing mine on any kind of logic. I don't know what they're doing, and when sure. I don't know, <laughs> I pick them.
1: I think uh, the reason I'm so I started to pick Carmelo. I was real close to it, but here's the only reason why I did it. If Carmella wins, that would mean that there's somebody else she has to wrestle next month and the month after that. She's beaten Oscar twice. She's beaten Charlotte twice. Three times if she beats her Sunday. She would have beaten Becky finally. Who? who there's the only, only person left on that roster as a face is Naomi. And we know they ain't giving her that spot right now. So, I just don't... If, if there was somebody else that was available then I can understand it because what you said made perfect sense. Charlotte and Becky are too focused on each other. The heel comes in, sneaks the win, lords it over. Him. I think Becky gets a moment.
2: That's, I mean, yeah, like I said, that's, I mean, it's obviously not out of. They definitely built it in a in a for Becky in a way that like she's got to overcome everything, right? With especially with Charlotte jumping in the spotlight, but I just I kind of just get that feeling like, you're right. We don't. I don't. I wouldn't say we don't know they're not going to give Naomi that spot, even though Naomi's been joking we about know. being in catering for the last however long. It's
3: the last time you saw Naomi. No,
2: yeah, I agree. But, um, you know, that to me that doesn't really mean that much because WWE randomly does things all the time. So the, the randomness of that company is not lost on me ever.
1: So. It's
3: whatever. Naomi's winning at life. Hashtag relationship goals.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Um, all right, and so this match honestly could possibly be the main event. Uh, Alexa Bliss and Ronda Rousey has enough heat, has enough star power to if they put this on last, I don't think people would be shocked. Um, Ronda's a star. Ronda's the the biggest star in the company at this point right now. Alexa Bliss is a tremendous character. Uh, yeah, what you guys think?
2: Alexa must die. Like, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to happen, but there's no way they they built. They put that belt back on her just so she can find a way to stay champ in a match against Ronda Rousey. Like, if they do, I will actually be shocked. Now, once again, I said this is the night of where nobody's going home happy. I haven't given my prediction yet. Ronda's going to win, but she's not going to win the title. Alexa's gonna stay champion. I don't trust. I don't trust it. I'm telling you right now, she's gonna find. Alexa's gonna find a way to hold on to the title. Ronda's gonna win the match because Ronda hasn't lost yet. But much like Ronda beat Nia for the title, oh wait, not for the title. She just beat her on a disqualification. Alexa's going to find a way. Don't know how yet. Maybe a Shayna Baszler after she loses to Kyrie Sane. and it's like, you know what? I think I'm gonna protect the little girl, Alexa, because fuck you, Ronda. I don't know. Somehow, some way. I just I'm t- I don't know I'm I'm all about this pay per view not going the way people want it to until the end so we're getting there, go ahead.
3: I think Ronda Rousey's definitely winning the match. Um, I'm more interested in seeing Alexa has on more than one occasion shied away from taking hits and <laughs> just taking the bump prematurely. I'm very curious to see how she interacts with Ronda in the ring because Ronda also. Throw the shit out your ass. Like, she does do that. Like I'm six foot two hundred pounds, and Rhonda would toss me like a fucking rag doll.
2: Same.
1: Uh yeah, that's the beauty of judo. It's it's you can throw any she tossed Triple H like it wasn't shit, and Triple H is two hundred and sixty pounds. <laughs> um so Rhonda winning. Ronda's no, winning. If like there's death taxes, don't mess with the Dudley's. Black people are gonna get get messed within the South, and like and Ronda's gonna win his match. Like there like there's some guarantees in his life. In that I promise. said she's gonna win the match. She's gonna win the title, yeah. sir. Um, so there yesterday when I talked with James and Simon, there was some uh, there was some not controversy, but. They were thinking that, uh, like you are, that they're gonna fuck over Rhonda some way, form or fashion. And I find that to be preposterous because Rhonda got a movie coming out right now. If it's not already out, Rhonda's doing national press. Rhonda has been, she's been on in the past three months, numerous times. Today Show, Good Morning America, Kimmel, oh, Father, whatever a bunch of all of those late-night shows. I don't remember which one in particular. Ronda, she's been... Ronda oh. is the level of star that
3: WWE likes to pretend a lot of its superstars are. Exactly. Oh, yeah. that level.
0: Yeah, I agree So you don't think she's
3: going to win? a name for people who have never even thought about watching WWE, but they know who the fuck Ronda Rousey is. Who other than The Rock and John Cena can say that?
1: So you don't think exactly. So you don't think she's going to win the title and so she can continue doing this as the champ with that beautiful white and red belt over? Her? Come on, man. Not really. Oh, okay. she's definitely winning because she
3: her character is basically her and she was a long-reigning UFC champion. So she can do the she can do <clears throat> what Brock does only more effective because she'll show up and talk every now and then.
1: Right, and, I know. It, yeah, I agree with you guys. But here, and here's I hate the to- thing. Like go ahead, go, go ahead. ahead, you're fine. No, 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 no. no what you going to say? Well, I was gonna say I hate to be this guy, I hate to, but we have to speak honestly. Her best, well, her best friend on, on, in WWE at least, Natty, her just lost her dad, so I I hate that stuff like this plays into booking, but it'll be a feel good feel good moment when Ronda wins and probably gets on the mic and says, or in this camera and says. Or backstage and says, "Natty, this is for you."
2: This this is why I don't. I, I agree with what everything that you guys are saying in terms of how you feel about Ronda being this kind of star and this that and the other and carrying the big the big belt around and being like, "Hey, look at us, we're WWE." Ah, uh, here's the thing about that. I don't really get in my get into that that much because we know all about WWE's championship belts every time. Anybody wins anything in any sport, Triple H and the WWE's sending out championship belts. AJ Styles was just running around with the championship belt today with the Yankees. Nobody gives a shit. Like, Like Ronda Rousey doesn't – like, I'm not saying she's never going to win the title because she is, and she may very well win. That's fine. But what I'm I'm saying, I don't feel like this is – it's a necessity for her to run around doing press with that title – when everyone knows about the WWE and their championships. I mean they're all over ESPN now, and to me that's not that big of a deal.
1: You massively underrate what that what that vision shows. When The Rock <laughs> was walking around as a champ with that belt, that that was probably the best press WWE might have ever gotten. You massively underrate what a star of that level walking around with that belt in real life does. Why just to your point, why do you think they send it to every champion? Well, yeah, I know that,
2: but that's my whole point. It's already out there all the time now. So it's yeah, not – to me, it's not – that's already out. The Rock was the first guy to really make that happen, and now it's already out there. So to me, it's yeah, not as big of a deal is all I'm saying.
3: Yeah, Rock's not there. She is. No, he's not there now. Like You're right. No, that's what I'm saying. Rock's not there. She is. Like, that, she it, it is, if yes. she goes – if she's got that belt and she goes on the Today Show as current – Full time WWE Women's Champion Ronda Rousey.
1: Sure, that's by the way, out. who happens to be promoting a movie. Yeah, right. Now I, I get all she that plays
3: stuff. In the UFC Hall of Fame. Oh yeah, well, yeah,
2: Once was, again, yeah. once again, you guys are trying to tell me like I don't understand why they would do those things. I understand it. I'm just saying that I don't. And they may think it's the most important thing ever. I'm saying that I don't think it's as big of a deal to do that because they're already like we said before. They are already, they've already, it's already out there all the time. They're, on, they've got their own section on ESPN these days. They just got picked up by Fox to run shows. The company is, they're, they are so big right now. And yes, Rhonda helps that brand. And yes, Rhonda will probably win. I'm having a little fun with it, guys. I'm just saying it wouldn't surprise me in the least bit because they love Alexa Bliss too. And if you don't think so, look at how often she's been champ. Look at how often she's in all the promotional stuff. Look at how often she goes to the hospitals and the clinics. Alexa Bliss to them is a big star in a lot of ways. Like what you were saying, Kyle, about Ronda is the star. They pretend a lot of other people are, right? Alexa is that. Like she's already that in my opinion, right? Granted, Ronda will probably win the title, fellas. I'm just telling you, I don't think it's that big of a deal if she is the champ because Ronda is Ronda. She is Ronda. They love her. They're going to love her, man, no matter what. And really, I'm actually, in some ways, for the more hardcore audience, and I know that's a small percentage, I think there's a chance that could bite them in the ass by putting the belt on her that fast. I'm not saying I care about that, but I think some people will care about that. They can get away with it because it's Alexa. But then you also book yourselves into, okay, well, who the fuck is going to beat Ronda? Already. We're already wondering that now. You put the belt on her, it's like, who is going to take that? Who is going to pin Ronda Rousey, submit Ronda Rousey,
1: but that's the same thing we question about Brock. The only Yeah, I know. He's, yeah, he's been holding the title for three years, and everybody's but right. sick of it. But, but, the, but the difference is, Rhonda comes to work every Monday. Brock doesn't. So it's that's fair.
2: She has She's had very few matches so far, but yes, that's fair.
1: And she's there. I mean, she's, she's there. She, she'll be yeah, there. I'm that's with a you a big on start. That. Uh, but yeah... You know, we'll, when we when we have our next when we have our show next week, I'll gloat about how wrong you were. That's fine. Uh,
2: you better hope you're wrong. You better hope you're right. Because <laughs> you'll gloat and I'll be fine. Cause I'm wrong about this stuff all the time. But boy, you better hope.
1: It just i let it be known that if Ronda Rousey loses any form of fashion, I will be calling out sick to the next <laughs> Saturday.
2: Hey I never said she's gonna lose. I
1: never. I said she's winning the match. I already said Hedging that. Hedging your bets, brother. Hedging your yeah, bets. Yeah,
2: that's right. I know what I'm
1: doing. Um. So yeah, two title matches left, gentlemen. Um. Oof. WWE. Let's talk about the TNA Championship. I'm sorry, the WWE Championship match. Uh, between Samoa Joe and AJ Styles. Uh, before we even talk about the match, how do you guys like the build? Do you like that the build revolves around AJ being a terrible father and husband and joe's using that to get under his skin do you like that Do you, because with the history these two guys have i find it really interesting that that's the one if, uh, can I, if i can if i can liken it to something it reminds me of when edge and jericho had their feud going into wrestlemania 26 when edge came back from the achilles injury after they were tag team partners and jericho dragged them for months And then he comes back and he wins the Rumble. And you have this really possible, big, almost dream-like feud. And they feud over the word spear.
2: Yeah. Cool stuff, right? Kyle, what do you think about this? You go ahead because I'm... I might lay into it a little bit, so go ahead.
3: I mean, I'm not super high on the build just because they've got such a great storied rivalry, and the WWE seem to have worked out a good enough working relationship with TNA to get enough of their archival footage for all this other shit that they're doing. Why can't you just get some of the archival footage of Joe and AJ fighting over... Titles in net promotion and main eventing shows in net promotion. And just like, it doesn't have to be full length matches, but just clips of them fighting in their prime and talking about how this, we've been doing this for 18 years. And we always said that this is where we wanted it to end. And now I'm going to kick your ass. SummerSlam, New York, biggest stage there is. I'm going to beat the shit out
2: of you. So who's going to win?
3: Who's going to win? I think AJ's going to win because I said Miz was going to take the title from AJ because Miz damn sure ain't beating Samoa
2: Joe in a career. <laughs> That's true. Um, so once again, you're, you're, you're nicer than you need to be. The build sucks. Like, <laughs> the build sucks. <laughs> and, you, 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 and, and here's the thing. You said it very well, though. One thing I completely agree with you on, they, the build was so simple. And yet they made it not simple. Like it very easily could have been what Joe did initially, which was great, by the way, when he just signed the contract. And it very could have easily been, we got this history. I'm going to whoop your ass. I signed the contract. I'm coming for your belt. Tick, tock, tick, tock, champ, like he's been saying. But then they brought the family shit into it. And here's the thing, Joe, of course, Joe is carrying the promos. Because AJ, look, if if people want to stick up for AJ and his promo skills, that's fine. I'm not going to. This whole AJ Styles title reign, I don't give a shit what anybody wants to say. I was more interested when Jinder Mahal was champion. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. AJ Styles title reign has done absolutely nothing for me in ex- in any way, shape, or form. And I'm sorry if that hurts everybody's feelings. I don't care. His we title reign has been. I know. His title reign has been boring. I this still sucks. <laughs> and I by the way, be, go I, ahead.
3: Go. I won't go, go as far as to say that I prefer Jinder's title reign. What I'll say is AJ taking the title. AJ should have been a transitional champion, and he's lasted way too long to have just been a transitional champion. The point of AJ beating Jinder was like, okay, let's reset this. We did right. this experiment. It, it didn't necessarily didn't necessarily fail, but it didn't work the way we wanted it to work. We're, we're kind of done with it now. Let's put the title back on our big star of the show. And then, you know, next month or the month after, we'll just hot shot at somebody else and go long term from there. Right. Here we are almost a year later, and this dude still got the fucking title.
2: Now, Rance, before I, you I, jump in, man, I, I, yeah. before you make your predictions, I, I want I just want to finish off because I'll shut up after this. But a couple of things. Jinder Mahal, more interesting champion than AJ Styles. First of all,
0: <laughs> and I don't. And,
2: yeah, Jinder Mahal more interesting shaver than AJ Styles. Now I, I I throw out AJ's a fucking phenomenal wrestler, but I throw a lot of that stuff out the window sometimes because it only takes you so far in terms of keeping me interested. So, anyways, once again, the build sucks. Um, AJ Styles Tyler reign sucks, and it should end at SummerSlam. If you want my honest opinion, and I think a lot of people would like to see Samoa Joe win the title. Once again, this is the night. I don't think happy things are going to happen for the people that want them to. AJ is going to win and he's going to retain. But don't worry, it's not going to be for very much longer. I promise. But yeah, AJ wins. Who cares? Blah.
1: So uh, Kyle, I love you, brother. But the only reason that that AJ beat Gender was because not because of India or was working because Brock said he wouldn't fight Gender at SummerSlam or Survivor Series. So they had to give Brock a match he wanted. That's really the truth.
2: Got a, he's the big red-faced idiot.
1: <laughs> yes, uh, and I'm I'm sure the other stuff probably factored in once they decided to keep the belt on him, but that's why the, that's why the change happened so randomly. Um, but yeah, y'all hit it on the on the nose. AJ Styles should have lost WrestleMania. AJ Styles should not have held his belt this long. He has officially, as of today, passed JBL for the longest world title reign on SmackDown in SmackDown history. And AJ, as the performer, deserves it. AJ, as a person, deserves it. But AJ, yeah. the champion in this reign, doesn't because it hasn't been interesting. Um, He's and... no signs of his age, if I'm being perfectly honest. Sure. He, Absolutely. He, there's nothing wrong with
3: that. I mean, everybody declines eventually. But, like, think about well, it. When's the last time AJ really knocked it out the park? Well, in, Lesnar, the Brock Lesnar match, and I mean, realistically, I mean AJ's floor is a lot higher than a lot of people's floor. So, sure, like, sure. his decline is more graceful, but
1: but we knew this was going to happen because he's talked ad nauseum about how if he knew now what he if he knows now if he knew then what he knows now he would have came to WWE ten years earlier, you know. Yeah. But he he so he had he took the path he took for the reasons he took them. He's here now. And he's older, and he is not the same performer. And since he's a new WWE guy, he's got to run that full-time, uh, that full-time um, house show schedule. House show schedule, and he's the champ, and essentially he's the second biggest full-time male star they have, champion no champ, because when he was when he wasn't world champ uh gender was AJ was still the main sh- guy on the show, much like Roman has been on Raw. So yeah, you're absolutely right. He's probably slowed down a, a step, but in 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 vintage vintage Ray Cash uh, form, I say all that to say this: <laughs> Joe's winning. And I feel similar to this that I felt with Shinsuke, and maybe this is gonna come back to bite me in the ass. But if not, now win. Um. It is time. Um, AJ needs to be freshened up, uh, and I don't even think the, Joe's gonna have a long title reign. AJ might win it back in a couple months or whatever, but I feel like Joe's gonna get this win right now. Um, it's time. You don't know if Joe's gonna. If Joe might get hurt next month. Got to let's do it now. You know you don't know what's going to happen. Uh, I think it's Joe's time. He is if not the best promo on the roster right now, he's one of the top three. He still has good matches with AJ. He could possibly have a great one. Um, the SmackDown landscape is wide open enough to where he'll still have people to feud with. I I think it's the time.
2: I want to say one thing before we move on to the big, to the big match here, you mentioned, and I saw this come across the timeline also that for a SmackDown exclusive champion, he's had the longest – or he's just surpassed or tied JBL, correct?
1: Today today he beat him by one day, yeah.
2: Today. You don't give long title reigns unless they're interesting. And you can't tell me JBL, as much as we give the guy shit, that was a good and interesting title reign. JBL made something happen when he was champ. And prior to that, really, in a lot of ways, AJ Styles has done nothing close – uh, whether that's his fault or not, you know, hashtag fire sure. road dog or whatever. But once again, like you said, I mean, the title range just hasn't been interesting. It's It's been time. The problem, but I still don't think it's going to happen.
3: The problem is, Rance and I have said it a few times now, AJ Styles really isn't the star of SmackDown. Like, he's their big babyface star in a lot of ways. But SmackDown is Daniel Bryan and The Miz. Like, that is their show. Oh, sure. Since yeah.
1: WrestleMania, yeah. the WrestleMania has been taken.
3: It revolves around that. It's what are the two of them doing? Everybody else is beneath them. So eventually the title has to get on one of those two people.
2: Agreed, yeah.
3: Whether it's from Joe or AJ, that's where they're going long term.
1: Well, so what you guys have all been waiting for, what the world is waiting for, the most anticipated match in wrestling history. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> That's right,
3: it for the third time this year the
1: beast incarnate Brock Lesnar versus the big dog by the way can, can, can I go off on a quick tangent yes it's it's still funny to that people get mad that he's called the big dog and don't even know why he's called that like I've explained his ad nauseum but I want to say it one more time he's called the big dog because the shields were the house of justice and he's the biggest of the, of the three it's really simple. Yeah, that's it makes it's a, there's a purpose for it. It's not just some random thing. Random was when they started when, when they were calling him the juggernaut. That was random as hell. <laughs> uh but yes. The most the greatest match in the history of all matches. Um Yes. Reigns Lesnar seventeen. Uh well four. So seventeen four, same thing. And not as um,
2: many as Shinsuke and
1: not and AJ. This is true. <laughs> this is true. They fought. They fought for the whole damn year. This I will say is the year of never-ending cubes. That
3: that is twenty eighteen
1: in a nutshell. In a, a nutshell. Never-ending. I Carl said something at the beginning of of this uh, of the SummerSlam uh, breakdown. That was that was very interesting and poignant. A lot of people. I mean, I was always interested in the match because the chaos of it alone is interesting probably didn't care what happened in the match, but we all care what happens after the match. But the promo that Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman had Monday was fantastic. And Paul Heyman really was the driver and the chauffeur for Alpha and Seeker for years. And he really was what was and probably still is close to those guys. And when Heyman Came out and and spoke to Roman and said Cephas Creed in Samoan. Roman's face was like, Oh my god. Had he had the, the promo ended there with him saying that and giving him the contract and saying, I'll see you Sunday, my god, can you imagine the hype that would be going on for this match? And I'm not saying it was bad that Brock came out that the swerve happened and Brock beat him up. I'm not saying that was bad because it's antiquated, but it's still interesting to an extent. But that little morsel, that little storyline tick could have been everything that this match needed. You know, alas, it wasn't to be. Nonetheless, they're wrestling again. (sighs) Yeah. What's going (laughs) to happen? Go ahead, Kyle.
3: I mean... Brock wins the match. Brock loses the title either to the Money in the Bank winner either that night or the next night on Raw.
2: So he doesn't have a lot to say about it. I want to say talk about what you were just talking about. First. I, mean, I don't
3: watch Raw consistently enough to have an opinion.
2: No, that's fair. Um, neither neither I, does Brock. And neither, <laughs> is, and neither does Carl, for that matter. But I have an opinion on this. Uh, Rance, I want to talk about what you were just talking about. All the the you know, the, the contract or whatever. And the Heyman talking to him and Samoan and all that stuff, really cool stuff. I really enjoyed it. Um, The reason why I think they didn't go as deep with it like further is, and I hate to be this way when I say stuff like this, Mm -hmm. but a large portion of the audience probably isn't going to really be able to latch on to some of that stuff. Um, It's, I mean, you know, it's, There's some of us like you who really think like who really invest and think about these things, and then there's also the casual fan
0: who isn't
2: going to spend the time to be like, oh, he's speaking to him in Samoan and Roman was all confused and And
1: Heyman really didn't know his dad. Yeah, I got you right. So
2: that's probably why they were like, okay, let's kind of mention it a little bit, but then when push comes to shove, we're going to spray pepper spray in his fucking face. You know what I mean? This is. Roman's not winning the match. I, I mean, I, I'm not saying I'm. I hope I'm wrong, but I have picked Roman to win this Universal title
1: yeah, four times. Yeah, and,
2: and this will be the time that I don't and be wrong, and that'll be fine. But yeah, I just don't think it's gonna happen. But what I do think is gonna happen is a little bit different. And it, once again, guys, I love to do these predictions because I'm always wrong but I like to make fun <laughs> outlandish things happen because if they happened, everyone would pop. And obviously I should be writing for the WWE is what this means, but this okay. is, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. So this is, but this is what I think is going to happen, but not really happen. This is just my prediction. Cause I'm like the skip Bayless, except not an idiot. Don't,
1: kind of an idiot. don't, don't, don't. <laughs> <pay yourself laughs> no. skip.
2: This actually, this is what I could really, I could actually see this happening though. Um, I said before, I think Kevin Owens is going to beat Braun somehow. There's there's too many like ways for him to do it where I could see it happening. So I think there's a way that he's going to win it. I think Brock is going to beat Roman, and everyone is going to be absolutely furious because this match is going to get shit on regardless, and it's going to get shit on even more so. I think it'll be less shit on if Roman wins. But as I said prior to us really breaking this down, this is the night of shit not happening the way we want it to, until the end. Brock's going to win. We're all going to be pissed. I'll laugh because, haha, it's Brock Lesnar. Are we really surprised? Once, As Rance has said a million times, when has Roman ever shown that he could beat Brock? Like, this isn't... Like, unless the roster comes down to help him, who, <laughs> Like, what is... I'm not buying it. If Roman wins, I'm probably not going to buy it. That's how bad it is at this point. But what I can buy is kind of the way it happened at the greatest Royal Rumble, if you watch that, where he actually... Got some offense in that match and almost won. Roman's gonna get close this time. He's not gonna win. He's gonna lose. The crowd's gonna be pissed. Kevin Owens is gonna cash in that briefcase and win the title off Brock Lesnar. And they're gonna make we're gonna talk, we talked about it earlier. Owens would make a great baby face. He could do it. Owens is gonna get himself a baby face run as a universal champion. That is my prediction.
1: When you said left field, I thought yeah. I did not know. Yeah, you were talking behind the Green Monster left field.
2: You're damn right, Good. let's do it.
3: The stadium,
1: shit, yeah. Let me ask you this: if oh, Ow- if-, if
2: Owens did that, do you think people at SummerSlam would go home happy?
3: Yeah, they're gonna go home happy no matter. It's Brooklyn smart crowd number one. As long as Brock doesn't walk out that building with the title, I'm saying everybody's happy. But if it's Kevin. Owens, who walks out the building with that title, a smart crowd will lose their shit.
1: But that's not the thing. The thing is, if Owens does win, which is plausible, you're talking about a babyface run. I don't see how he flips that into a babyface. Well, I just think th- because we've been
2: conditioned to hate Brock at this point, that it's just it's almost automatic. He's now a babyface.
1: Sure. Like, well, that's just, not true, you know because heels I mean? have cashed in on heels before.
2: That's that's fair, and he could very well do that. But I think it'll work for him to that because even in a lot of ways, you think yeah, about uh, it right now,
1: Owens yeah. is kind of a babyface. Technically, like, yes, that's a good point. I mean, you have
3: more luck turning it into a babyface run if Roman wins and he takes the belt off Roman. That's <laughs> <true>. yeah, you're <laughs> probably
1: right
2: about that. that like think about like, the way this like has like all gone down. Baby face with that crap. Like we're kind of starting to feel sorry for Owens a little bit. Like, and we I, I never thought I would say that about Kevin Owens, but like. It's just well, the like the miss
3: is the face in his feud.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I think it's a tie it's a, there's an opportunity. I mean they've tried all kinds of other shit. Why not? You know the crowd would love to see him win the title Whoa. even if he doesn't go babyface. I'm just saying Owens is walking out a SummerSlam Whoa. champ. i Hold it.
1: on. They haven't tried all kinds of other shit cuz the one thing they haven't tried is letting <laughs> Roman win. That's the one thing they haven't tried. By the way, so Roman's right? got a- Roman's still going to lose, for the record. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not predicting a win. But
2: oh my God.
1: yeah. Uh, I texted you guys a week ago uh, that I had a way that Roman could still get over and get cheered with, with, by still losing. Much similar to you, Carl. I think it's, first of all, the match needs to be seven and a half minutes or less. Right? It needs to be quick, fast, in a hurry, hard-hitting, Get in, get out, let's do this. Yeah, I agree. Um, And I think Roman will get closer than he ever has and really, really have, like, has people believing he's finally going to win. And then Brock, of course, wins, like he always does.
2: LOL.
1: LOL, Brock wins. Brock must farm. Brock must farm. (laughs) But in the celebration with Brock celebrating... Roman's gonna gonna get up, snap, and beat the holy hell out of him. The likes of what we haven't seen in a while, like a like he's gonna beat him. He's gonna beat him down like Braun was beating Roman down two years ago. I think, and of course the crowd's gonna pop for that because one, the crowd loves the crowd loves when Roman gets gets like serious and and violent. They they've always loved that. Two barbarians. Barbarians exactly. Two. Uh, they want to see Brock get his. And three, they all know that's the setup to the cash-in. And then you're going to hear that. <laughs> Braun walks on out. And I think it's fitting that Roman, that Braun wins the title because Roman pulled a Braun on Brock.
2: As well as handing his big Roman's biggest rival to, to date has really been Braun. So he essentially is handing the title to his biggest rival in a lot of but, ways. But
3: but, but, Braun but think is about Roman. the best rival though.
2: So like,
3: if right. you're gonna give Braun the title in that way, like that works because Braun and Roman work well together because the crowd they do. loves yeah. Braun and they love to boo Roman.
1: But talk about a K kayfabe. Let's talk about kayfabe. In kayfabe, some people will probably say, "Well, why would Roman let Braun win?" Right? Here's why. Roman has been very, very vocal in fave in real life. They need a title on the show. Yeah. Rock don't care about the company, so if Roman gets his ass beat again, he's gonna be aware enough to know, you know what? Damn it, I'm never gonna get another title shot with this guy. But somebody gotta beat him. Somebody got to beat him. But very, let me, let me is gonna be very similar to when CM Punk cashed in the very first time on Edge because Batista kept losing and kept losing, and kept losing, and was sick of edge, beat the holy hell out of him. Punk walked in, and Punk looked at Batista. Batista gave, like, said, there you go. He's all yours. And walked his happy ass to the back.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Hey, I like your scenario. I'm cool with it. And I think, I will say this. I do think that whoever wins that match between Braun and Owens is walking out as the champion. I actually believe it. I don't I mean, care if it's Owens or not. I think whoever wins will walk out because you you just cannot continue. You can. But, I mean, I just don't find it wise to continue on with this. I I got a question for you. Yeah.
1: What's more likely, Alexa wins or Brock wins? Like, actually wins wins? Like, actually wins. Like, ends the night winning and still keeping the championship.
2: Wrong. Uh, Brock Brock's I think, waiting. uh, God damn
1: it. Yeah. Or, or, or it, is it better? Is it a better question to ask you who's more likely to end tonight and still champion? Is that, is that a better question?
2: More likely to me? God. I well, see. I said, I said Alexa was going to leave champ, so I'll stick with her, but I I, honestly, I mean, it just, I, I keep saying I hate it and they won't surely they won't do it, but hey. I mean, Brock's still under contract. And Brock is loose slimming down for UFC, which he can't really do until January. Like for all I know, they might keep this belt on this motherfucker.
1: Yeah, Dude. but he, but if he but if he does if he does win, he's no good till after January because training camps at least three months.
2: That's fair. That's so
1: fair. you know if he's fighting January, then that's October, November, December. So I say. He, v-
3: I say you need to get the belt off him before he leaves for training, though, because what if he loses the fight badly? What if he gets his shit rocked, real fucking bad? Like this is a UFC fight, dude could break his arm.
2: That's true. I don't know, guys. I, I just, I, I, I'm, yeah. I just, I don't think they're gonna continue. They, they can't, right? Right? How many times have we said this now, though? They can't continue. We've been
1: it for three years. Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
2: like I'm going to say it one more time. They can't, keep, they can't keep on. Brock's going to win the match, and we're going to be pissed, but he's not walking out chanting. It's not happening. And he's going to leave, and there's not going to be a rematch because nobody gets universal title rematches. And Brock is, doesn't give a shit anyway to probably invoke a rematch clause, so he'd be out, you know what I
3: mean? Honestly, once he loses that title, I don't ever want to see him again, not until his Hall of Fame
2: induction. Well, you'll see him again.
1: No, are y'all ready for this WrestleMania 35 main event of Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns? Yeah.
3: <laughs> to continue the 2018 trend of the feuds that never end?
2: Well, first, they got to fight again at Survivor Series. So, <sighs> hold on <now. laughs>
1: Roman's gonna Roman's going to run in when he fights DC in the cage and Superman punched the hell out of him. Did you see Dana responded to Roman?
2: Yes, I saw that. He LOL'd that. Yeah, that yes. was
1: funny. That's hilarious. Um, well, we've been at this for a while. We've gone through SummerSlam. We've gone through TakeOver. We even, uh, spit some fire on, uh, that journalist guy. Um, gentlemen, anything else we, uh, you guys want to get to before we get out of here?
2: Just want to tell everyone to enjoy SummerSlam if you can. I know sometimes these pay per views are a slog, they go a while. So good luck on that. Um, yeah, that's really all I have to say in terms of that, other than plugging. So, yeah.
3: All I wanted to say is um, I will be live in attendance at All In in a couple of weeks, and we will be um, giving you the rundown of what that was like and that experience right here on The Outsider's Edge. Hey.
1: hey. Uh, and happy birthday, McKinley. Uh, Aww.
3: Aww. Daddy of the year.
1: I got a 10-year-old, y'all. I'm old as fuck. Uh, so, uh, tell them where they can find you guys.
3: Go ahead, Kyle. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at S'mores. That's capital D, little R, capital S, M-O-R-E-S.
2: That's the only place you can find them. And teaching somewhere. Um, yeah, darling, you can find him there, but don't, don't, yeah, don't, don't go visit him. That's not cool.
0: Okay.
2: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Outsider Kervin. That's at Outsider K E R V I N. Uh, and also, you can also find the podcast. Hold on, I'm gonna plug our podcast Twitter page because I'm doing most of the tweeting on there. Uh, you can plug it's the rest that. of the shit. Uh, you can find us. Um, I just remembered. I don't really know the handle, but I think it's Outsiders SS.
1: Outsider's Edge SS. I'm go. still trying to find out a way to get Outsider's Edge uh, by itself from the guy who tweeted once and hasn't tweeted since 2009. <laughs>
2: okay. so, so, I'm so to yeah. get that. You might be able to because they've been dropping some accounts lately, but at Outsider's Edge SS is the uh, podcast Twitter page. You can find us there. I've been trying to do a little bit more because we've been talking about working on a contest pretty soon uh, and a pretty sweet one, actually, but we got some things we got to work on before we mm-hmm. actually do it. So just stay tuned for that. And lastly, of course, got big news, working on a sweet column for the chair shot. Uh, I, listen, Coming guys.
1: 2020.
2: Yeah, I got a lot. Listen, I put in research. I'm thorough when I write these things, okay? There's a lot to really get into. There's a lot to dive into. I unpack these things. You guys know I really pay attention to the shows, so I can't just <laughs> give you this column without putting in the work. So very soon. On the chair shot, you will find me in my sweet column.
1: Just wait. Of course you put in the work because you do one column every five years. <laughs> <laughs> Let's don't. Oh, please. It's got to have been longer than five years. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh,
1: Hey, okay, here's a real question. What's going to happen sooner, Carl's column or the next Brock Lesnar-Roman Reigns match? <laughs> Definitely the Brock Roman match.
2: That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, probably right.
1: Uh, so you can find me at it's Ray Cash, R-E-Y as in Mysterio, C-A-S-H as in dollars. Uh, as he said, follow the show at Outsider's Edge, S-S. Um, Social Suplex, you can follow the, sh- the network at Social Suplex, SocialSuplex.com, Social Suplex Podcast Network, find us anywhere you listen to your podcast: Apple, Spotify, uh, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, all of them, we're there. Yep. Um shout out to all the other shows. Well H Radio, uh Keep It Strong style, Ricky and Clive, Girl Man, watch this shit. And uh our special I guess quarterly show we kinda do, me and Simon. What you mean? Uh we just dropped an episode of that. Uh so check that out too. Yes, I write for the chair shot as well. I've been a hiatus. So I'll have something coming out soon. Uh, and when I say soon, it's a lot sooner than when Carl says This is so. gimmick
2: infringement.
1: That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, but yes, speak, so we have some, we have some uh, really, really big announcements in the works. Um, we have a contest, and the terms of the contest have been decided. The, uh, the prize of the contest has been decided, but there's just one aspect of it that uh we haven't figured out yet. So you'll be hearing about that soon. Very excited about that. It's gonna be really, really cool. Um we also have some other announcements coming that uh we're waiting on some finalization and you know, some stuff to before we give you guys the full on with that. Um yeah, also we have the super special panel uh episode between Outsiders of Edge, Ricky and Clive coming up Labor Day. Uh a lot going on guys. Uh a whole lot going on. Also, that week we'll probably have two episodes of Hunters Edge because that will be the post all in episode where Kyle gives his uh first hand account. Um yeah, so we got a lot of stuff. We're tweeting from the account. We have a lot of uh content coming. Yes. Keep supporting, keep listening, we appreciate y'all. And as we leave you on this fine evening, we want to remind you that we at The Outsider's Edge, we uh, are very passionate about our jobs here, and uh, we hope that you enjoyed the show. But if you didn't, we want you to know that we tried our best, and you have to respect us because we're following our dreams, we care about this quite deeply, and you can't hate on us because we tried. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, have a good night. Thank you for listening.